Kung Fu just pulls out his dick and like pisses in my pocket at 6 p.m. outside of our restaurant. Like I've never told that pub story publicly, but it's so fucking funny. Cause I'm like, that's what we were truly unruly. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Short Story Long. This week we're sitting down with, I would say, arguably one of the best people on the planet Earth, and that is Maddie Matheson. If you're not familiar with Maddie Matheson, number one, you're about to get familiar, and I'm really excited to be the one that introduces you to him. Um, also, I would suggest looking up his interview that he did with Jesus and Miro. I watched it right before we did this interview. It's one of the funniest interviews I have ever seen in my entire life. So that's on Viceland, on YouTube, on whatever. Um, Maddie's just an incredible guy. His story is amazing. He's from Canada, uh, had a crazy childhood coming up in the chef world, and just his stories about partying and drugs and just craziness, peeing in people's pockets, blacking out. It's nuts. Um, he had a health scare. He got his life together. He partied again. He got his life together again. Um, and then he's went on to be really, really, really successful. He, he's had multiple shows on Viceland. He has a show on Viceland right now. Uh, he has opened multiple restaurants and he's continuing to do that. He's finishing up a cookbook. Um, there's also stories from his life as well as uh, recipes and stuff like that. He's an incredible guy, insanely funny. And I was really happy to be able to get this interview and to make this happen and to hear his whole story. So please tune in, strap yourself in, get ready to laugh, get ready to hear a hell of a story. I was really happy about this one and I'm glad that we got him on Short Story Long. Now, as always, don't forget to go to the iTunes store, go to the podcast app on your phone, leave me some positive feedback, let me know what you think of the show. Like I said, it goes a long way. They, they do the iTunes charts based on interaction, comments, ratings, all of that stuff. So please take a moment. Give your boy five stars. Let me know what you think of the show. Just write something funny. I don't care. Just leave me five stars. Um, go to youngandreckless.com. Use the promo code SSL for 40% off all full price items. I'm doing a newsletter where I talk about the books I'm reading, the health things that I'm experimenting with, the new podcast I'm listening to, the documentaries I'm watching. If you go to YNR, the letters YNR.LA slash drama, it'll take you to a sign up page. You put in your email and you'll get emails from me once a week with just updates. I'm not trying to sell you a bunch of shit. I'm just going to tell you what I'm working on so that we can all bond on bettering ourselves and learning and feel free to hit me up on Instagram at drama. Send me anything that you're working on, reading what you like. I'm there. I'm engaging. I'm paying attention. Thank you guys so much. Here we go. Short story long. Maddie Matheson. The hardest part is figuring out what you want to master. Focus on your product. Can you tell somebody that they suck? You got to just go. This is exactly what I want to do for a living. You can't even tell somebody that their breath stinks. You know what I mean? It could take your whole life and then you find your worth. The product is number one. If it's scares you, you should probably do it. Good content is good content. That is the coolest shit I have ever seen in my life. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Short Story Long. I am very, 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 very excited about today's guest uh, because he is uh, a pretty incredible person with a pretty incredible story. And I will say that... Um, He's one of the funnier guys on the planet Earth. Yeah, Maddie Matheson, thank you for uh, coming and doing this, man. Hello. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> How's that like, intro? That's a good intro. I think that's good. You know, it's pretty low key, you know. 
It's not. I'm, a, I'm funny. It's like a. It's a slow build. Yeah, I mean, funniest person on earth. Like, not a big deal. Not, not much to deal. live up to. I'm just, you know, I'm completely unscripted. That's why I'm funny. Yeah, yeah. I will say we 100% just original material. That's it. We just watched your interview uh, with Jesus Amiro. I, d- I told you that. Yeah. Uh, and it was one of the funnier pieces of content uh, that I've ever seen. Yeah. Like the way that we were just talking about it, but the way that you, uh, your dynamic with those two guys was just hilarious. So to all the listeners, make sure you go check go that out. Go watch that. That's a good this. thing. Yeah. That's, it, I thought it was one of the funnest interviews I've ever done. Yeah. It was just, um, Real off the cuff. Yeah. And I think like it, just like a lot of people, I think a lot of people just need to just talk yeah. the way that they would usually talk. Yeah. But if you, I feel like you just sort of, it seems like, I mean, uh, I guess I'll know better after this conversation, but it seems like you kind of don't have that block that a lot of people have, right? Like you have this ability to be genuinely yourself and it's a very sort of endearing mm. thing, right? Where I feel like a lot of people just have like, a, you know, you have that, that, second guessing everything you say and being insecure and blah 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 like you've yeah. learned to just sort of let it flow it seems like well i can say whatever the fuck i want to say because i ain't got no trash yeah you know yeah. like i don't have um i don't got baggage or any weird skeletons in my closet yeah. i've already told my fucking story and so i'm kind of free of watching what i have to fucking say yeah. and i'm in a position where um you know i ain't got a puppet master or yeah. like a fucking I don't know. I can say whatever the fuck I want to say at any time. Yeah. And uh, nobody can hold you accountable. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, yo, on public, on national television, I'm going to say my dick is small in a rainbow. Yeah. Yeah. What are you going to do about that? Yeah. My dick's small. It ain't yeah. big. Yeah. Factual. <laughs> and, All and, facts. and you don't get like a weird email from like an agent or something that yeah, says, hey, like, I don't know about the dick small uh, thing. The dick small thing. Maybe is medium one sized thing. dick on the next one. Why don't you just perfectly? I'm a perfectly average. I'm a perfectly you know? average hung man. Just man. A, like maybe six inches with the wind behind me. Yeah. You know? Just clear a up. Screaming wind fire coming in, pushing through my penis six inches. <laughs> Hopefully. We just got to clear your, clear your public image. <laughs> yeah. No. But people, why can't you talk? Like that's the thing. If people just actually talked how they usually talk, I think. Everything would, yeah. every like I people go in with this agenda, these agendas. Yeah, I'm like, if I'm, I think the best way to promote something is to just be yourself. Yeah, and like who, like oh, I got a TV show. It's about cooking. It's a, uh, uh, what do you cook? Uh, spaghetti, uh, eggplant. Uh, just why don't you just talk about <laughs> shit? You know, yeah, like I'm yeah. like, I don't know. But some people have that skill, man. You have that skill. Like, I think people build up this, like, perception and build, you know, it's an authenticity issue and all these different things. But that is your, I will say, that's something that shows about you from far away, mm-hmm. meaning you can watch one interview and see that. And that's what's so, uh, so endearing about it. You know what I mean? Well, you ever get nervous, you. like, like before Jesus and Miro interviews or big interviews? Yeah, I'm scared about everything. Yeah. I think if you're not scared, then you're ignorant and you don't care and you're stupid. Yeah. Like, I, uh, I think it's very... Um, it is nerve wracking putting yourself out there, but I'm still not, I'm not afraid of putting myself out there, but I'm definitely, um, like I'm definitely trying to perform, Mm -hmm. you know, like in a sense of like, I'm trying to be funny and say what I really want to say. And that is stressful. And, um, you know, every time I speak, um, like I don't do a lot of these things and I've recently done a few just like speaking engagements. Really? And I spoke in front of, um, in Canada, I spoke uh, in front of a college, and you know there was a few hundred people there, which blew my mind. Yeah. And I spoke for like an hour and a half, 
and that was wild. What'd and I did zero about? prep. I did zero prep. What did you talk about? Like, what, what was the sort of I, I just line? talked about, like, I think a lot of people just, because I kind of came from nowhere, like, I just made a video of Vice, you know, yep. about four and a half years ago, I made a fucking cheeseburger video, mm-hmm. and um, and then, you know, four and a half years later, I got three seasons of a show, like, Dead Set on Life, and then... Uh, you know, I got a season of It's Supper Time with another one in the bag still. Yeah. And it's just a funny thing where it's just, um, I just talk about how my life has changed. You know, I used to be a psycho. I used to be a very typical chef, I think, yeah, yeah. in this world. Yeah. I was a very typical, you know, drugs and alcohol. Yeah. Um, I'm really lucky that no no shitty dude dude vibes though because i've always been with the same girl yeah yeah that's true <laughs> married man. To. that's a huge like you skipped a big chunk of darkness yeah i'm uh i wouldn't say i'm lucky but uh because i always cared and loved my wife but uh yeah there's some shitty shitty shit going on it'll man. take you down a deep a dark path yeah um i'm a big fan of kitchen confidential and uh I just that really took me into like the underbelly of the chef world, right? And like how yeah. I didn't really realize. Yeah, I think it's uh, you know, uh, I think that book. I first read that book when I was in two thousand, mm-hmm. and um, I identified with a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I identified with a lot of it. I was uh, doing a lot of drugs. I was in cooking school. You know, I just moved to Toronto from Fort Erie, mm-hmm. which is a small ass town, to a big city. And I just loved it, mm-hmm, you know. I, mm-hmm. I drank the Kool Aid, and um, I loved I loved it because I was already like, um, you know, I was using drugs in high school. I was drinking in high school. So I let's would, do this. Hold on, hold on. Yeah. Let's do this. Let's go all the way back to the beginning because I want to go through that whole path. Yeah, we right? got paths. So, so <laughs> I got paths for days. So you are from Fort Erie, is what it's called. Yeah, Fort Erie, home of Murder Beats. Yo, shout out to Murder Beats. <laughs> shout out to Murder Beats. Let's do a track. Get this voice out there. Me and the Quavo and the Offset. Yeah. I don't know the other guy's name. Put Take the Migos. <laughs> Throw Maddie in there. Let's go, Beatsy. <laughs> oh, man. The only, the only, are you guys the only two people to make it out of Fort Erie? I don't know. <laughs> Yo, shout out to Nick Morgani. Shout out to fucking Cook. Shout out to Tamble, the Iceman. No, That's the Fort Erie crew? Yeah, there's some homies. Shout out to Ray. That's so good. Okay, so you went. So you were there. You're, you were there, until when? Uh, I moved to Toronto in 2000. Like I was, I was born in St. John, New Brunswick. Yep. Then lived in Nova Scotia for a while in Dartmouth, um, and then I moved to Ontario in like grade five. Got it. And then lived in like London, Ontario. Lived in St. Thomas, Ontario. Why so many places? Uh, my dad's an entrepreneur. Got it. Yeah, uh, my dad's an entrepreneur. He had a company uh, called Dynamedics, or was a part of a company called Dynamedics uh-huh. uh, that brought us from. That's what brought us from uh, the Maritimes to Ontario. Yep. And then, um, and then that uh, I think it's still around, but I, I think he got out of that, and then he just did his own thing. Uh, and then we just kind of bopped around, and then we we really settled in Fort Erie. Yep. Um, At what age? Uh, I was in grade five. Yeah, yep. grade five. Grade five, I ended up in Fort Erie. And then from there, you know, shout out to Garrison Road. Shout out to fucking, you know, Fort Erie. <laughs> so then, whatever. <laughs> yeah, so I was like a kid in Fort Erie, going to elementary school. Um, 
You had no. a big family, right? Three brothers and I had two brothers, two brothers and a sister. And then yeah, Sarah, my big sister. Yep. Uh, yeah, I got uh, older brother. Shout out to Beave. A younger brother. Shout out to Grizz. Yeah. Everyone's got just. We got just older I call my brothers. I call my brothers like their nicknames. Beave and Grizz. Beave. Yeah. And Beave but Sarah's to, just Sarah. Yeah, Sarah's just Sarah. Yeah. She's a sweetie. Yeah. God bless Sarah. <laughs> so is your sister younger? No, she's the oldest. Damn. So oldest is sister, then brother. Then my brother ahead of Steve, you, then you, who's then. Beave, and then Adam, and then AJ, young. who's Grizz. Young Grizz. Because it's crazy. Because like Grizz is big, right? Grizz is like taller than me. And uh, he's got like a big, always has like a big black beard. Yeah. And so it's because uh, he's he... like a big built dude. He was like a uh, like a pipe fitter got for it. a while. And then Gr- and then Beave is my older brother, and he's shorter than me. And he's just like a ripped, crazy person. Really? Yeah. He's like one of those like, he's wild. He's a <laughs> he's like I was always like low key because he was like the he was the wild card really yeah he was the he was the real psycho i can't believe you somebody <laughs> the younger brother is the wild card of the family you're the like more mellow one yeah well no my older brother my older brother was the oh, he, the he brother, was older. like the real scrappy real scrappy in your face like no problem throwing hands what are people doing in fort Erie? they like fist fighting each other a lot or not really i think on average if you were to go to a bar in fort Erie back in the day like yeah. when i was there there'd be a scrap for sure. Like almost every time. Yeah, there's a lot of scraps. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's like, like I think it was like, it was like one of those things where you get in a scrap and then you're like doing a key bump and drinking a beer with each other. Yeah. yeah. You know, like I think it was just like one of the small town, hockey town. Mm-hmm. Like nobody was afraid to kind of throw hands. Yep. That's how it was in Ohio. And like it's, it was either like you were with a girl or you were fighting. Yeah. You know, and like the cops don't care. No, all the cops are your buddy's dads. Like because yeah. we're such a small town. Yeah. So it was just like, even like the border patrol, like we're a border town, right? So like, if you were from Fort Erie, like you would get waved through the border pretty easily, like coming back with yeah. that shit or, um, you know, that How kind funny. of stuff. Um, what type of shit, like what type of, what'd you guys do for fun? Like, can you try to like, I'm trying to wrap my head around Fort like. Erie, we, Fort Erie, fun, Fort yeah. Erie, fun. Like we were, well, we were like, you know, obviously me and my brothers are all two years apart. Mm-hmm. So then our crew was pretty big because uh-huh. we were all, yeah. you know, we were all friendly. Like me and my brothers, we were buddies. You know, we weren't ones that like hated each other. So yeah. we hung out all the time. Yeah. So, uh, and then like my older brother's crew, my crew, and then my little brother's crew. And then it was pretty funny. Like we lived by this, there's like a park, Ferndale Park. Mm-hmm. And we used to just mob out at the park and hang out, you know, doing acid, like chilling, yeah. smoking weed. So you were doing acid doing and shit when stuff. you were young. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, I was doing all that stuff very early. Yeah. Um, very early. And anything like, um, did you ever have phases of organized sports or anything like that? Or it's uh, more just... I played I played lacrosse. Uh-huh. I played lacrosse, Fort Erie Hawks. Uh-huh. Um, I played baseball. <laughs> I, uh, I was like third base and catcher. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just really early, like obviously um, I was like the fat brother. <laughs> right, like nobody else in my family's fat. <laughs> Are Beave and Grizz both ripped? Yeah, well, Grizz, Grizz at his like Grizz was ripped when he was working like construction. Yeah, and he would like come home and work out, and he was like <laughs> he would always ask if I wanted a massage, and he would just like crush my shoulders, and yeah. like he would just like kind of smush me up. Yeah, but and then and then Beave, Steve, Steve's he was ripped. He's still ripped. He he works construction now, and he's yeah, he's just like this like yeah, he's a pistol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. And what about your parents' dynamic, like with you guys? Did Steve they kind Joan? of? Joan? 
Stephen Jones. Stephen got, dude. Did Stephen Jones just sort of let you live? Or were yeah, they like... dude. We uh, we had an interesting... They're the fucking best. Yeah. Yeah. Like, my parents are the fucking best. Yeah. Um, everyone... There was, like, definitely some kids that weren't allowed to come over to our house mm-hmm. kind of vibe. But in the best possible... Like, I don't want to make it sound like our house was, like, some trap house. Like, we had this, like... <laughs> um, like, my parents would have... Like, every weekend... Like, when we were in high school, like, late high school, uh-huh. like, my parents would have parties where other adults and friends would come over and and then we would be hanging out in our garage doing our thing and yep. like we just had a really we had like an open door policy at our house yeah that's cool. like we had like my mom was cooking food for like 20 motherfuckers all the time like yep. we always had food we always like it was just like an open like that's the like we had an open door policy yeah yeah if you were, we would be hanging because there was like three kids and like again like we would sometimes it would just be like me and my friends and then some of adam's friends would come over yeah. and there wouldn't be um adam wouldn't be home so then they would come and just hang yeah or like steve's friends would come and hang. like it was just like a weird thing where we just had like all these couches in the garage um and we would just hang out there and um and then on the weekends like like when like the bills would play yeah like we would always have like my dad would do a ton of barbecue yeah. and like grills like my dad always was grilling meats and steaks and all that kind of shit. And like, it was just a really good vibe. Yeah. Like, I think it was just like there, it was one of those things where we would rather you, you be doing this shit here yeah. than outside. Yeah. Not that Fort Erie is like rough and it was like this inner city shit, yeah. but like, I think it was just like a chill vibe where we just had a spot and we could chill and yeah. fucking do our thing. Yeah. Like we used to have big parties. That's for sure. That's so cool. And like, were your parents like drinking and stuff too? Like they weren't like, yeah, they were, they were, them yeah. and their friends were no, partying. They were, too. they were partying. Yeah. Like, um yeah for sure yeah like, that's cool. um they don't drink no more but uh like my whole family is pretty much sober really yeah and that's not in a, a cool... yeah in one way or another yeah 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 that's just a cool vibe i don't know i think that's such a cool thing like when that can happen and especially when the dynamic between your brothers is so uh friendly right because a lot of times especially when you're that close like brothers hate each other yeah well there was like a, it was definitely a love and hate thing like there was like a, there was like a like my older brother always, you know, because he's the older brother, so he was always trying to be the cooler one. Yeah. And always like, yo, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Like there was times where it'd be like, yo, Matt, like you can't hang right now. Yeah. And there'd be times where we could hang, and but he would be the one that would say when and where. Yep. Or whatever, because yep. like we all used to like across from the park, across from Ferndale Park, there is a road called Buffalo Road, uh-huh. and then there was a big like a wooded area, and then we had this like kind of cutout called the Honeycomb. Mm-hmm. So there was all these like areas Got in it. the honeycomb. Got it. And we used to just like literally we would like steal like the bleachers from the park, from the soccer fields uh-huh. and like carry them at night back there. And then like the city would come and like pull them back. And, yeah, like, like, Cause everyone knew, like, yeah. So we would have like, that's where we would have like all our bush parties and yeah. shit like that. Yeah. But it was like right across from our house. So we were, we were like back in the honeycomb, like a lot. I can't believe I'm talking about the honeycomb. The fucking honeycomb made it to the, Dude. made it to the, to the yeah. podcast world what yeah. um what uh what about school what was your school environment like um did you do well in school did you hate school no did you skip school? I, 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 no i hated school yeah. obviously yeah. well not obviously but um i was like um i went to like public high school i went mm-hmm. to like fort erie high mm-hmm. and i was asked not to come back in grade nine why uh just, just fighting <laughs> fighting and some bullshit mm-hmm. and i just uh they're just like yeah this isn't like you're not getting like expelled but like maybe go find another high school <laughs> what and, a weird polite way to like yeah like it was like a weird thing so then i went to um 
I went to, uh, it took me a while. It took me like negotiating. Like I really had to kind of fight to get into this uh, Lakeshore Catholic High, uh -huh. which was like about a 30 minute drive from <laughs> where I grew up. Mm -hmm. It was in Port Colburn. And, uh, you know, and then that's where I got it. I had to like, I had like green hair. I had to dye my hair. I fucking showed up and I was like a pretty punky looking kid. So I had like nail polish and like dyed hair and all this shit. And it's like, what, 96, I guess. Yeah. So, um, they went down for that. No, uh, no, I had to like fix some shit yeah. because I had to go to school. Like it was, my parents were like, yo, this is the only other school that's close enough where yeah. it's not going to be like, I ain't driving you to school. Yeah. Like, you know, so yeah. this was the only other high school that I could go to where buses went to Fort Erie. Yep. Yeah. So, um, I had to, that was the school that I had to go to. Uh, and then that's where I went and that's where I really, I still, you know, that's where I got like, I got my lifelong friends still that I, like whenever I go back to Fort Erie. More from there. Yeah. No, for sure. Like those are like my dudes. Yeah. Like. But know. more from the second high school. Than the, yeah, yeah. 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 Fort Erie. Like I was there for grade nine. Yeah. I was pretty fucked then. So. Yeah. But that didn't change. Like you still didn't like school at the. No, school. I just, I was like a 50 percentile student. I would like constantly be talking to teachers being like. What do I have? Like, my conversation would just be like, what do I have to do to just pass? Yeah. Like, tell me. I'm a nice guy. I ain't trying to be a science, <laughs> yeah. fucking scientist. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to be a mathematician. I'm not going to be whatever the fuck this sociology bullshit is. <laughs> yeah. I don't give a fuck about algebra and fucking obtuse fucking triangles. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I ain't trying to do this. Yeah. I'm not an academic. Yeah. So that worked. You yeah, like passed. I had, I had. Did they kind of level with you? Like, all right, man. Yeah, I, like my I'm vice principal, she, we had a very not love and hate relationship. We had a, a hate relationship. I, I got suspended a lot. Mm -hmm. And I just would always just be like, yo, like, just get me the fuck out of here. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'll be done if you get me the fuck out of here. Yeah. So give me the 50. Yep. Just give me the, like, all I, I was always just like, kind of like being like, give me the 50. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> give give me the 50 i'll do whatever i have to do to get the 50 give me the fuck out of here yeah. i'm gonna move to toronto and fucking do whatever the fuck i need to do to move to that city yeah okay so then is toronto like the toronto's the big sort of opportunity city close to that area right yeah, it's the biggest city in canada it's yeah. the big it's like moving to you know new york yeah, or something yeah, yeah. you know like yeah. it's just like it's the city because that's like, how i felt about la when i was in ohio i was i was a decent student um but i I just knew like the moment that I graduated. Like I remember I skipped SAT and ACT day or whatever, right? Yeah. I didn't ever took those because I just knew the moment I graduate, I am going to LA. Right. And it was the same thing. It was like, I don't really know what I'm going to do. I wanted to like work at a skate shop, right? But yeah. it was like, I just want to be in LA because I know I'll figure it out there, right? Yeah, it'll I just be know. something. Yeah, I just know it's better than here, right? Um, so as soon as you graduated, you moved to Toronto. Is that what happened? Yeah, yeah. Like, um, I got accepted, you know, I applied uh, to a few different schools. I got accepted into, like, the culinary program at Humber College. And why? Is... That? Did you already know you liked cooking? No, it was just the only thing that you didn't need grades to get into. Yeah. Like, it literally, like, I did not think I was going to be a chef. I didn't yeah. want to be a chef. There was no desire to, uh, I didn't know who the fucking great French chefs in the, of the world were. Yeah. I didn't know nothing. I was just like, okay, like, what? how much is a semester? And... What do you need to get in? Oh, you don't need grades to get in? Yeah. Yeah, that's my shit. I can go cook? Cool. I have to put on chef whites? Whatever. Yeah. Um, whatever the fuck this is. Yep. I'm, I can live in Toronto. I can be close to a subway line where I can go downtown and see like punk shows and like be a part of something. Yeah. 
Like I just wanted to move to Toronto to like go to like punk shows and hardcore shows and that's so um, good. That kind of shit because like growing up in Fort Erie, the one thing that the best thing about Fort Erie uh-huh. was having Buffalo, New York, right next to me. Yep. Like I would be in Buffalo every weekend, going to punk shows, yep. going to basement shows, fucking meeting some amazing people, yeah, uh, and really being a part of that like hardcore community. Yeah, um, that really like I think is like one of the greatest things in the world. Yeah. Did you have any? Um sort of goal or vision of what you thought maybe your your dream was or or not yet not at that no yeah not at that point like i was just very much um going to school to get the fuck out of town yeah right like that scenario yeah um and then i just wanted to get out of fort erie um i got into humber i moved to humber uh lived in the dorms and it was sick i was like oh it's sick fucking bus like in Fort Erie there's no buses mm-hmm. like it's like that small of a town there's like one bus and it's called like the welfare wagon yeah, and you'd yeah. like throw rocks at it or something yeah. you know or you're like oh, like if it goes by you just everyone just stops and like screams welfare wagon <laughs> like like brat shit um yeah. but like uh you know moving to Toronto I was just like it was really crazy like and I was living in Rexdale mm-hmm. which is like a pretty rough area and uh like I remember it was wild like the first time, or no, this was my second. When I moved out of dorms, uh-huh. I, I was living like it, Humber's pretty much in Rexdale, uh-huh. and then I moved into Rexdale. And the first night there was like a gunshots, and I was just like, "Wow, fucking gunshots! This is sick!" I was like, "I'm finally in the city." This is like, I was like so stoked. I was living with like three drug dealers, and uh, I was just like, "Man, this is crazy! This is the best, man!" And you were hype, dude. It you was were the not best. like stretched out. It was like the coolest. It was the best. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I loved it. Uh, um, so what did life look like? Like, meaning, did you go to school? Like, uh, paint me the picture of, like, uh, so you're going to school in the day, school, you're coming home, going to punk shows at night. Yeah, just um, going to school, like, uh, 8 a.m. class every day, uh-huh, right? If uh-huh. you were late, um, they locked, like, my chef, um, all the chefs, they would lock the door at pretty much quarter to eight. Yep. So you, if you were late, you weren't getting into class. If you missed three classes, you'd be kicked out of that course. If you were kicked out of a course, you'd be fucking kicked out. Yeah. So um, really early on, I was just like, yo, if I get kicked out, then I'm not going to be able to like live in Toronto. So I really um, quickly learned to wake up early yeah. and like go to fucking school. Yeah. And which was wild where you don't have your parents. Like I was just like, oh yeah, I'm doing this. I got to go to school. I got to be an adult. Yeah. And, um, and I just loved it. I lo- like, I loved right away. I loved cooking school. Mm-hmm. And, and then at nighttime, like I'd, I'd go in 8 a.m. or whatever, like usually around 7.30 because I just lived in the dorm. So I would like get ch- like shower, you know, shower in the communal showers at, <laughs> in the dorm, go put my chef whites on and walk across the parking lot, go into the Humber, um, do school, you know, cook some fucking whatever the fuck, make some <laughs> beef stock and fucking butcher a rabbit or whatever the fuck it was, make yeah. some chicken liver pate, you know, make gravlax. Um, funny cooking school shit. Yeah, and and then I would just go home and you know pop some ease, do some coke, drink beers all night, like just regular shit, right? Yeah. Like and just college stuff, like very. Um, and then you just wake up and you go to school. Yeah, like it was a very like in the dorms. It was like every single night you'd party, and it was sick. And like because in the dorms you could find somebody to party with every single night. Yeah, so it may yeah. not be like your dude, but you would definitely be able to find like a crew of dudes or people fucking partying yeah and be like oh what are you doing tonight cool 
Let's get a bag, some fucking, do some shit. Yeah. Party, drink fucking 20 beers. Yeah. And then wake up at 6 a.m. I don't know how. Go I to mean, bed Jesus at, Christ. Yeah, it's wild to think about now. Like, I think about that shit. Like, if I'm not in bed <laughs> by, like, midnight, yeah. I am so stressed. <clears throat> yeah. Like, if I'm not in my house by, like, midnight, I'm fucking like, what the fuck am I doing? What am I, a crackhead? <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm out with, like, adults doing stuff, and I'm just like, what am I doing? Yeah. Like, this is so fucked. Yeah. And then it's midnight. I'm like, you wouldn't even start, like, partying until midnight. Yeah, well, you're sleeping, like, two hours? Yeah, like, I didn't, yeah, I didn't sleep for, like, ten years. Yeah. You know, like, it's crazy. Like, it's a wild, wild, like, yeah, no sleeping. Yeah. Have but being always... able to function, too, right? Like, that was the, like, I think back on that now, I was like, yo, I must have looked like a fucking sick, like, because you don't even have photos, really, from back then, because you didn't have smartphones it's or, like, true. any of that kind of stuff. Like, you have, like, funny little, it's really funny. Like, I have, like, V8, like, um, I had, like, a mini cam. And, like, my buddy set up, like, a Dropbox, and we've been, like, dumping, like, videos from college into it. Because yeah. we all had, like, cameras. Yeah. So yeah, there's, like, some too. skater dudes that yeah, were in the why, dorm, yeah. and they were always videotaping. I always had a camera because I used to video, like, hardcore shows. Yep. And so, like, we always had all these stuff, and um, it's weird. We got, like, a lot. And it's so sick looking. I was like, dude, if somebody was to, like, take this and chop it up, it would look like the sickest video. Oh, it's sick. Because it's, like, just the style. Yeah. Like, everyone was wearing, like, the dudes that I hung out with. Mostly in dorms, were all like white kids from like small farm towns, mm -hmm. and they like, came like it was the opposite. Like I got to the city, and I was just like punk, mm -hmm. you know, or like har hardcore vibe. And like these kids that I hung out with would just go downtown to like Young Street in Toronto and just come back with like Avrex, full like Avrex, yeah. or like <laughs> like Fubu, or like all this shit, like all one color fucking monogram shit, yeah, like and, velour, yeah, and just like <laughs> yo. They sold like you know a few grams of coke, and they thought they were just like Rick Ross mm -hmm, or some shit. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's just like funny. Um, That's really funny. Just a bunch of crazy wild white kids. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> you're gonna use that footage somewhere sometime. I think there's some. You good know what I mean, somewhere will find it. And use. it's crazy. Like, you look at it, and you're like, like there's some people that have died. There's some people that have like moved on and done some really cool shit. There's yeah. some people that are stuck. Yeah, like it's a really wild thing to look back on, like college students. Yeah. Um, and just kind of see where there's people with like mad kids, there's people with no kids, there's people like it's a really wild thing to be like how crazy, like what really brought us together and then where all these people have gone and yeah, done. Yeah. It's a really wild thing to really puts perspective on like people's past and like that kind of shit. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really interested in that shit. And that's obviously like part of the stuff that I'm learning through this podcast because I'm sitting with so many people and listening to their stories. And it's like, what makes someone go this way and someone else go that way you know what i mean there's, there's a, lot a lot of, of little luck, decisions a lot man. of little decisions yeah i always like one of the like it's a lot of little good decisions it is people got to really start making good decisions yeah i've made a lot of bad ones and i've you know a lot of people say i got a horseshoe up my ass <laughs> and uh i think there's a little bit of that for sure <laughs> yeah. um but um you know i've done some gnarly wild shit yeah and done some um some stuff i've lived i've lived a few lives already <laughs> that's for sure yes you have um when did you start liking cooking um in cooking school okay. because i and i've said this before publicly so i feel kind of weird but but it was the first time i, I really started growing in some like real self-esteem yeah because i was in really enjoying school because i was like if I do well, I'm going to, like, I I'm, I had a natural ability. Uh -huh. So all of a sudden, I was getting good grades, which I never had. Yeah. Like, I didn't have to, I had to work hard, but 
all of a sudden I was getting like 80s and 90s. Yeah. And like shit, like like my like the stuff that I was doing, I was just like, yo, like uh it was a really interest like it really I I I was like, oh, this is what it's like to be actually like good at academics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like, you know, like I was just like good at school or whatever the fuck it is. Like I was just like, oh, like this is why people get addicted to being like reading books yeah or like because you you do have that like power yep. like all of a sudden i was just like um getting good grades and i felt really good about it i was showing up my chef whites were always clean my knives were always sharp yeah. and uh and it was just really i liked it yep. i liked uh um having that uh control those systems mm -hmm. like you know the chef would say something and you'd just be like yes chef yeah yeah. Like whatever the fuck you just said, yeah. yes, yeah. Chef, yeah. I'll do it. Yeah. Um, and you have that kind of blind loyalty at yeah. first, yeah. and then it grows into real loyalty. Um, and I really liked that. Like I liked. Um, there's a lot of, I think, negativity stuff about that, like master servant type shit, uh -huh. Uh -huh. Um, where there is that one kind of dic dictator style yeah. shit yeah. going on. Yeah. But I think, um, I think I kind of needed it a little bit. Yeah, I think uh, everyone does. A little I was bit. pretty. Yeah, like I think it was just like it was it was funny because like I would go out like I'd leave school and I would just like I'm like one of those dudes who like if I'm done a job I'm done a job yeah like yeah. I don't really have too much sentiment about stuff yep um and so I would just like I'd leave school and then I'd go wild out and do whatever go downtown and smash fucking beer bottles and like do all that stupid stuff yeah but um like when I was in school I was like in school I was present yeah I was there yeah. I really enjoyed it yeah. I loved cooking. Um, and I was getting good grades. So I was just like, yo, this is the sickest thing in the world to me. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I think it's so important not to be like preachy, but like to help. I think there's such a responsibility to help young people find that thing. Right. It's that is the hard. It's the hardest thing in the world. I know, but that's such because a make it, or break it, for people's lives. Like That's the thing that I think I'm like, now that I have a kid, yep. I'm really like, I really want to see what he's really into Yeah, and see what Mac is really into. And just be like, yo, people don't need to learn. Like, when was the last time somebody did long division? Oh, I hate when it. was the last? Like, I think school, people don't even, it, it's funny, like, uh, in schools, they don't even have, um, kids don't even know how to do, um, like, read clocks mm -hmm. or anything because there's no such thing as clocks anymore. Mm -hmm. Everything's on your iPhone or whatever. Like, things are changing, mm -hmm. but I think, and, and schools are definitely changing, like, where you could take your kid and be like, yeah, my kid's just going to, like, learn how to paint for, yeah. like, three years. Yeah. And he's like, fucking five years old yeah and he goes and i think like that's an amazing thing because i think people at an early age can figure out what the fuck they like either you're gonna be like an like and this is kind of like a weird utopian dystopian kind of whatever the fuck yeah. but like either you're gonna be like a worker you're gonna be in like like a smart person that yeah. can fucking read books and like make decisions yeah. or you're gonna be a laborer or you're gonna be like a creative yeah but you can tell that pretty early i think yeah i think you can tell that at like 12 years old yeah for sure well you you know like dude like there's no way like I don't, I was horrible at school. Mm -hmm. I hated high school. I hated elementary school. Yeah. I was never like student of the month. I was never fucking, none of my family was. You know, like we were not people that loved school, but we were like really vibrant, really, we had always like, we were really good with people, really good at making yeah. money, you know? Yep. Really good at selling drugs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like and that's really good gift, at like doing though. like, you know, like if my brother, my older brother, he was like a, I really wish he stuck with it, but he was like a phenomenal gymnast. 
Really? Yeah, he was like a really like good flipping and flipping, and he would like be at a house party. He just turned it upside <sighs> down. We'd be at a That's house such party. Such a good party trick, dude. And he would just do like twenty back handsprings down a fucking yard, yeah. and then like punch a dude out for like bumping into him. <laughs> yeah. You know, like it was. He was just like one of those like psycho kids. Yeah. Like, but or like he was. He was just like. Yeah, he turned the gymnast thing into like jumping off of roofs, or he loved jumping out of cars. <laughs> he loved like jumping out of a car. Yeah. He was like, dude, he was wild. So He's the good. best. So He'll never good. even hear this, so it doesn't matter. It's, yeah, that's he doesn't even have. He doesn't want. even have like a smartphone. <laughs> like that's what, like it's the best. He's he's sick. He's just smoking cigs and reading books, that's doing so construction. Cool. Uh, what? So then, did you go from what was next? Like, did you go from the from schooling to then you went and got a job at a. Yeah, well, I dropped. I dropped out two two weeks left of my program. Why? Uh, my buddies were going on tour across Canada, <laughs> like, and I was just it. like, "Yo, let's go." It was like a kind of like a death metal band. Yep. Uh, well, well, yeah, pretty much a death metal band. Yep. Kind of like Swedish death metal, and um, and they were like, "Yo, we're about to like drive across Canada. Do you want to come with?" And I was like, "Yeah, fuck it. I hate school." And because it's weird, like, so this is a interesting. I'll talk about this, like. Once again, my my punk brain, you know, my fucking fuck you brain yep. was um, I don't need a piece of paper. I easily just, I still got, like, um, I think it's really important to finish things now. Yeah. Uh, I think it really means a lot to finish something. Yeah. But to, um, at that point in uh, 2002, um, I, I definitely said fuck it. Yep. And I had uh, literally like two weeks left of my program. And I was like, yo, fuck this. I'm going on a tour with fucking my buddy's band and I get to drink beer and sit in a van and have like touring is, at that age was like the best thing because you have zero responsibility. Ah, dream come true. You just get in the van with your dudes yep. and you fucking drive and it's the best thing ever. You're pissing in bottles. You're fucking stealing burritos. Dream like, come true. You can't like that is like if anybody has a chance to do that, like drive across Canada or your own country with a bunch of buddies. Yeah. It's I wish people best. would just do it because I did it when I was young because uh, it was real big and obviously skating. Right. Yeah. So I went along on a skate trip to film and it was the same thing, like just around like the Ohio area, but it was the exact same experience. But I feel like unless you grow up in like the band world or the mm. skate world or, or a world that's built around touring, yeah, you, don't you don't really understand really... it. They don't even understand yeah. it. Like kids should just rent a van and just go Dude, drink beer and pee in bottles. Sickest. It is the fucking second. Yeah. Like to do that is so freeing and so every cliche is real. Yeah. About it. Like yeah. every cliche is sick. You go out there and you're just fucking grab a bag of smokes. Yeah. You know, stop off at a res, grab a bag of smokes. Got two hundred smokes. Yeah. You're good you're for sick. dude. Dry ass fucking <laughs> dude. It's so good. So I, did you? You never finished? No, I never finished uh, college. Got it. Yeah. But the trip was amazing. Dude, trip sick. Yeah. Still friends with all those dudes, you know? Yep. Um, I think uh But I'm really like like I you don't need with in the cooking world, you definitely don't no one's gonna be like, uh, where's your uh yeah. diploma? Yeah, where's your fucking certificate? Where's your fucking whatever the fuck? Yeah. Can you cut an onion? Yeah. <laughs> can you show up on time? <clears throat> yeah. I can show you the rest. Yep. Do you have knives? Show the fuck up. I'll teach you. If you it's sink or swim too, right? Yeah. Like, so it's a um, it's a funny industry. Yeah, it's a cool industry, man. I feel like it's why that's why it attracts so many like partiers and you know what I mean because it's something that you can do. Well, it's a it it, it it's uh it's in it's it's intense. Yep. It's intense, so you really get into it. Yep. It's it, it's team oriented, you know. Yeah. Um, and I always loved team. I love crew. I love squad. I love gang. <laughs> I love, 
I love, you know, friend group. I love, <laughs> I love just homie. You yeah. know, like I love that. Yeah. I love, I love um, being a part. Yeah. You know, maybe that's a flaw, but I love that. I think it and, served you well. Yeah. No, well, I love, um, I think it's, it's good. I think it's yeah. really good to be a part of things and be on the right side of things and to, to find a bunch of like, like-minded people and that push each other, right? Like I think a lot of, like I look at my <clears throat> friends that I've been friends with since the early 2000s mm -hmm. and a lot of them own their own businesses. A lot of them are doing different things yeah. um, and being successful on their own terms. Yep. And I think a lot of that comes from um, at an early, early, very early age, going to hardcore shows, you learn about DIY, yeah. doing it yourself, yeah. Fuck everyone. Yeah. The biggest fuck you is to do it yourself and to control your shit and to fucking, yeah. you know, control your own shit. Yeah. Right? And I think um, a lot of my friends have, that come from the hardcore world um, have just been successful because of that foundation yeah. and, and obviously being good at what you do and finding that passion early on yeah. and, and fucking making moves. And, and that comes like... Yeah, I always think it's funny, like when people like. Um, there's a different kind of mentality from people that come from like the hardcore world. Yeah, I, I find or like yeah. the community and like when you meet somebody, you're like, oh yeah, you kind of see them and you're like, yeah, they look like they listen to some tunes. And then if you talk to them for a few seconds and they talk about the real shit, yeah, then you you know you got like a brother for life. Yeah, that's how it or is. Or sister skating. for life. Like it really, um, it's an amazing thing. I yeah. think. I, I agree. Don't know. What so then? What take me into like um, when you got into sort of working at a, your restaurant, like the the party days, the yeah, like, the, like my first job out of cooking school. So I got back from that tour, and I was like, okay, I need to work. I, I'm still like hiding that I didn't drop out of school. My parents yeah. are like, luckily, my parents were like out of the country when I had my graduation. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, so what a lucky yeah man. Um, and so um, I was I was really I handed out so many fucking resumes uh, back when you would hand out res you know yeah. walk around you walk into different restaurants and you just hand in resumes and you wait for chefs to call you I guess um, and and I walked into this one restaurant Le Select and uh, this woman Vicky was at the front and she's like I'll make sure she's like I like your smile I was you know. <laughs> That's amazing. I guess smiling, <laughs> and um, and she and I got a phone call from uh, the chef Brad, and Le Select. I didn't even really know because you couldn't really research things really, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, back then you just had to kind of be like, oh, that restaurant looks cool. It's a French restaurant. I mm -hmm. wanted to work. I knew that I wanted to work in French, like a French bistro or something like that. Yeah. And um, and Le Select is like the most OG French bistro in Toronto. Uh -huh. Um. And it's been there for almost 40 years now. And, you know, I went and I worked there for about three years and really learned some shit. Yep. And uh, in that, that those early days, like, you could still smoke cigs inside. Yeah. That's so crazy now it's to think wild. about. There's like, well, we had a smoking, it was funny, like, there was a smoking section. Yeah. And in the smoking section, there's, you know, next to the smoking section is not the smoking section. Yeah. But it's like, you're just like, one table on the left is smoking, table on the right is non-smoking. But if you have like 12 people smoking cigs, it's like... It's all the same. Yeah, it's yeah. just smoking cigs. But it was so funny. Like, I thought about that the other day. I was like, man, remember, like, 
it, it, the world it's, it's moving fast man just like in that respect like if you smoke cigarettes in public you yeah. look like a piece of shit yeah now yeah like yeah. i just recently i i uh stopped smoking like over a month ago yeah congratulations yeah it's, <laughs> it's the one thing that i kind of it is yeah. like it's the one it's funny like because i stopped smoking cigs yeah. for like three years and then when i got when i got clean I I started smoking yeah, again. <laughs> I, yeah, I know multiple people who who have yeah. done that. There's just like it was the one it's the one <clears throat> thing that you can kind of get away with, and it's the worst thing you can fucking do. Yeah. So now that I got a kid and shit, now I'm like it finally sunk in where I'm like, okay, I gotta quit. Fucking, I'm fat. I'm got a kid. I gotta stop smoking cigs. Yeah. Can't even get life insurance. Yeah. Fucking, you know, like I'm just like, yeah. fuck. Yeah. No. Um. What? And then that culture was just. You were still partying super yeah, so, hard. So at Le Select, it was very, um, you know, you do your shift, you work, you make a bunch of fucking, it was a very busy restaurant, um, small team, like four to five cooks on the line. Yep. Uh, you'd cook fucking amazing French food for, you know, fucking 150, 250 people a night yep. and just smash. It was busy all the time and you would work, you know, your 12, 12 hour shift and as soon as you're done... You would fucking make a call, get a bag, yeah. and drink pints after hours at that restaurant, or go to an after hours every single night. Yeah, like it was just like instantly, like as soon as you got done, you're like, well, my my scenario was always like, get a bag, yeah, <laughs> get yeah, a fucking yeah. bag, like the bell rings, get, yeah, bag. get a ba- bag, 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 <laughs> bag, 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 and then do the bag, get another bag, get another bag, get another bag, yeah, and just drink pints. Drink pint, a lot of pints, yeah. a lot of pints, a lot of Jameson, a lot of fucking Jameson, a lot of bags, a lot of bags. Yeah. <laughs> um, let me ask you this too: like, did you, like, you sort of gravitated to that type of hardcore partying? You just loved it, right? Like, you just loved being around people, yeah. having fun. Like, it wasn't like it didn't seem. I read a little bit of your uh, of your story, and it's like it didn't come off as like sort of a darkness or like running no. from demons as much as like you just loved it. I uh done a lot of soul searching. Yeah. What'd not, you find? Not a lot. Yeah. I'm a pretty happy guy. Yeah. Uh you know, there's some shit, but nothing like <clears throat> I've never toiled with suicide. Yeah. I've never toiled like you know, like I've never I've never been like a depressed dude. Yeah. Um I've never I was just I was a good time Charlie yeah. fucking party boy. Mm-hmm. I liked partying. I liked being around people. I love you know, fucking 5 a.m. Get that the you know fourth bag, telling everyone your fucking your secrets. Yeah, just it was like real podcast shit. Yeah, that's like real, real life. Podcast. Yeah, real yeah. podcast shit. Yeah, being like, ah, oh, when I was in grade six, fucking good. My teacher told me I was an idiot, but then I like threw a desk. Oh, you want to you want to go camping tomorrow? <laughs> you want to fucking okay? Let's go camping. And um, okay, my parents are gone. We can get their car. Ah, oh, oh, got cigs. Okay, let's go to the store and get cigs. Okay, Did you, where's the bet? <sighs> and you're just like such a just like OG podcast bullshit. I wish that was your podcast. That's gonna be my I, podcast. I wish you had a podcast. Where's the bag? It's called Maddie, Maddie in a bag. <laughs> no, I didn't. Couldn't talk. I used to do so much coke. Yeah, I would do so much coke that I couldn't even talk. Yeah, and so I'd just be like, ah, ah, ah. and like anyone listening that knows me. Is gonna laugh because they know that I would just be like, <gasps> and like I was like a squeaker in a beeper, and like I would just be like, and I 
gonna have those little T Rex hands flailing around and fucking eating air burgers and fucking just sharpening your own teeth, man. Time of your life, dude. When, dude, no regrets, man. Yeah. It's so good, dude. Where'd shit's you, crazy. Where'd you go no, from? It's bad. I shouldn't be making it sound cool. It's not cool. Well, I nothing mean... that sounds cool. Actually, anything that I just said. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is it is I mean it's cool like it's fun it's just it's not sustainable dude the coolest yeah it's not sustainable like yeah. the coolest thing like I was like yo if I had like if I woke up and there was like no bed sheets on I got a fucking ashtray on my bed <laughs> fucking one sock on like I killed it yeah, that was the, that's, that was, that's fucking at least you're in your bed dude yeah. if I could yelp myself every night killed it <laughs> just fucking ace man what a where did you go from that restaurant? What was your next? Place? Um, so I worked at Let's Select uh, for about three years, and from there I, w- I became like a sous chef. Got it. And <coughs> um, we from there I left uh, to go work at La Palette, okay. and La Palette was this really small, very bohemian, very like different. I didn't have to wear chef whites. <coughs> um, it was it was definitely like the the owner would play like Dead Kennedys yep. or shit like that like in the dining room or like fucking he loved <laughs> he loved like Gogo Bordello and I don't like even that, know what that is. it's like gypsy shit okay. it's like gypsy punk <laughs> mm-hmm. and so like he'd be playing like gypsy punk and we'd be serving like cassoulet and all these like nice fucking you know bouillabaisse and like classic French things but like we we would serve horse yep. um, actual horse yeah yeah. So that was like a that's like a real French thing, like Cheval. Uh huh. So yeah, like horse tenderloin, uh, horse tartare. Is it good? It's the best. Really? Yeah, yeah. I read about it in my book because I I realized like it's a weird thing because in Canada it's it's still people freak a bit. Yeah. But it's a it is kind of a, a thing. Yeah. Uh, because we have that kind of European background. Yeah. Spe- especially in Quebec, like in Quebec, there is fucking like there's you can get horse. Like and readily available. Not readily available, but you can definitely like buy a horse yeah. if you wanted to um, and eat it. And um, and I loved it. Yep. Um, it's very good. It's interesting. But in America, it's like fucking John Wayne shit. Yeah, it's and like you mentioned you mentioned eating fucking a horse. Sea biscuit. There's gonna be some shit out here. I know. You know, like every time I mention it, people are like, okay, <laughs> like right. that's the that's You're the gnarliest talking. thing I talk about. Yeah. I'm like, I'll talk about fucking throwing a bunch of coke in my butthole, but. <laughs> Fucking, I talk about like horse. some horse tartare, and everybody's like, I'm gonna shoot that motherfucker. <laughs> and I'm sure there's some fucking cowboys out there that are gonna shoot me, so let's go. Horse is it's tasty. funny how that works. Yeah. It's funny how horse, it's like you literally no, I just get it. Horses you... are man's best friend, or like they, you know, I get it. Yeah. But, but they're tasty. You know, tomato, tomato, man. Yeah. Let's go. Um, what led to the like big awakening? Am I skipping too much of the story? No, to like, okay, so so La Palette was wild. Okay, La Palette was like Le Select, but even like more wild. Really? Yeah, that was like <clears throat> some real shit. It was in Kensington Market. Kensington Market was like this like little um, zone, mm-hmm. all f- like little market, like farmers markets, uh-huh. fucking weird, sketchy bars. Yep. Once it got dark, it would be it became kind of this weird, docile like kind of junky vibe yeah and there's this little bohemian really special little french restaurant in the middle kind of on the north on the north side of it yeah. at the top of the market and and we used to just run rampant in that place there's like a, a bar called ronnie shout out to ronnie's i spent more time in that bar than like anywhere else uh-huh. and some of my friends still work there and i love them and i love that bar so much and um and uh 
we it was just like once I started working there, all of a sudden it was like I had like long hair then, yeah. I wore a bandana, I like really was like this like weird folky thrash kind of vibe. Yeah. And I just like loved the market. And it was just like then there it was like there it was just like okay we're getting really into it yeah like there was like some shit like i had like really good friends that were drug dealers um i've always been friends with a lot of drug dealers but like really like it was just like popping mm -hmm. it was like another bag town yeah and like and i've mentioned this before and i i but like we used to do in the we used to love to, i used to i shouldn't say we um there's a few of us but i used to love doing i would take like coke, uh -huh. ecstasy, and ketamine, and mix it all together. Like Jesus. smash it up, mix it all together. Call them like zombie lines, and you do a fucking like big fucking railer that big gagger. What happens? Fucking, you fall out of your chair, you giggle, bro. Or it's just like you're just like toy. Like I don't know, man. Doing that in the day in the park. In the day. Oh yeah, just being a yeah dog. And what's it do? Like where? But you do that on your. That's your day off. That's like your day. You got one day off a week. Yeah, you, you're doing you hit zombie, the zombie lines. lines. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was fly. What is it? Where? What space no. does that put you in? Like, are you just like you're like you're, I mean, you're up, zombie, you're down. Yeah. Well, it's just like you're up, you're down, and then you drink and like fucking just beers all day. Uh, there's this one beer. Um, what is it? Delirium Tremens. It's like thirteen percent beer. Mm -hmm. Drink like four of those, mm -hmm. and then like the zombie dude, life. you hit that, and you're just cooked, roasted. <laughs> Oh man. Okay, so But that was like that was like La Palette vibe. So it was like very like it, right then and there. There was like a skate shop called a Drift was right across the street. Okay. So they used to do shows. There was all these skater kids. Like it was a very good vibe. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of kids fucking a lot of kids running around the market. Yeah, yeah. And it was just kind of like a no man there was never a lot of cops kind of in there for some reason. Yep. And we could just run around people were spray painting and like it was a very sick vibe mm -hmm. in the market in the early 2000s and um and then la, la palette kind of i was there for about two and a half years uh -huh. um and then because i only worked in two restaurants and then i went and like opened restaurants yeah, that's crazy so i only worked at two restaurants and then um chris taylor uh shout out to chris taylor he was like this super gnarly like kind of samuel beckett type motherfucker um you go to his house and his house is just full of art and like can like candles and matus bottles mm -hmm. and like just like had the sickest record collection real old school dude like rolled his own cigs or smoked it like smoked like really gnarly weird european cigs yeah he was just like the sickest dude yeah. and he hit me up and he was just like yo uh really good friend of mine is opening a restaurant they're looking for a chef do you want to go and do this and i was like okay and that's when i met brian and key yep. from castor yep. um and brian and key um you know, I went and met those dudes, and they had this restaurant called Oddfellows that they were about to open, and they didn't have a chef. Uh -huh. I went down there, and this restaurant was crazy. It was really small, skinny room, one table, a, a, this beautiful stone-carved marble table uh -huh. that was 26 seats. And I was like, what is this? And that was it. And that was it. Yeah. It was a, a two-person bar and a long fucking table in a small-ass kitchen. And they were like, we want to do, like, Canadian food. We want to have like stews and venison burgers or whatever the fuck. We want to have Canadian food. Yeah. And um and I was like, okay. And I did I did I cooked for him like uh three nights in a row. That's crazy. Did like three different things and they're like, "Cool. You can cook. What's up?" All this while you're just partying your ass off? Yeah, I was like 26. Jesus. Right yeah, so I opened Oddfellows when I was 26. 
I just can't believe you were able to function like at that level and be doing zombie lines and stuff. Yeah, it was pretty normal. Yeah, it cool. was like, and I'm not, I'm not trying to like make like, it was yeah, it's normal. Yeah, it was very normal to drink, you know, a case of beer, a bottle of whiskey, and uh, you know, a few bags of coke every day. Yeah, that's nuts. Okay, so you yeah. open the restaurant. Does it work right away? Yeah, it's a hit. It's 26 seats, full every night. <laughs> yeah, <I> guess, yeah. <laughs> um, no, it was great. Um, it was really good. And then that, you know, just it was, it was like Brian and Key are designers. Yeah. They're like they make beautiful lights, furniture, and they had the space. Key owned this building. They made the space. Um, Key had a restaurant in there before that served Malaysia. He's from Malaysia. He has the beautiful little noodle shop kind of thing. Yep. They turned it into Odd Fellows, this beautiful fucking space. And uh, and then we were all, you know, I think it's just like every person I just met, we cl- if if I clicked with you, yeah. it meant that we were like all psychos. Yeah. And so then Brian and Key are kind of. With, like they're a little older, you yeah, know. Yeah. They were like in their forties, yeah, and a little more put together. And I was still a psycho. And the turning point for me becoming a chef was definitely that. So, right when Oddfellows was about to open, uh-huh. like really close to opening, um, I went to them and I was like, "Hey, can we put off the opening for a month? My best friends are all once again <laughs> going on tour, going on tour <laughs> and it's it was like five bands going across Canada." And we were, it was like mega friend tour. Yeah. It was just like the most insane thing to me. Yeah. And and Brian was like, we're going to open no matter what. I don't give a, Like Brian's a very cold cut dude. He's like, yeah. if you want to go be a fucking roadie or whatever the fuck you do <laughs> out on the road, go fucking do that. Mm-hmm. I'm opening up my restaurant. If you want to be the chef, you can be the chef. If not, go on tour. It's up to you. Yeah. Like whatever the fuck you want to do. So what'd you do? Brian's like this like sturdy, really intense guy sometimes. Yeah. And he was just like, whatever the fuck you want to do, man. And uh, and I was like, okay, well, I want to be a chef, so I'll stay. Oh, she's and, bailed. Yeah, so wow. I didn't go on tour, and then that was the moment where I was just like, I'm going to be a chef. Like, I think it was the first time where it really clicked, where I was like, I'm going to be the chef. Yep. yep. And um, and then uh, and then we opened up Oddfellows, and uh, give Oddfellows a Google. We got some mixed reviews out there. Yeah. And uh, yeah. it was like really ahead of its time. Mm-hmm. It was you know almost ten years. It was the fuck. It was like ten years ago. This year it'll be ten years ago. Yeah. And that shit, if we opened Oddfellows now, it'd be fucking popping. Yeah. But we didn't know how to do things. Like, if I opened a restaurant now, like, I'm 10 years, I've been running restaurants for 10 years now. Yeah. I definitely, I've learned what not to fucking do now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I understand what the fuck food cost is and what, lo- like, real shit. Like, I understand how to run a restaurant. Yeah. Run, I, I, well, run a business. Yeah. And 10 years ago, I was doing fucking coke and running around like a psychopath mm-hmm. and, and, and playing chef. Yes. You know, I think I was just like, I was good enough that I could just get by. Yeah. I was just good enough at cooking that I could just get by and fake it and lie and steal and make myself seem like I was important to to the owners of the restaurants. Yeah. Yeah. But it worked. I mean, at at that time. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm still friends with some of them. (laughs) Um, So then you're still partying. Yeah. Oddfellows was still partying. Um, And then these two dudes, Jesse and Richard, who owned this like really kind of street level crispy ass nightclub yep down the street called the social um they came to us and we're they used to hang out at odd fellows and they're like why don't we do something like big and crazy because odd fellows was 26 seats yeah. and brian and key make beautiful fucking rooms yeah and and then we we're like okay and then brian like the business plan was take odd fellows which was already fucking crazy it was a fucking crazy place yeah and we we're like odd fellows on acid okay crazy meaning decor no, no, because the decor is sick. Yeah, vibe, just vibe. 
we're gonna fucking play. You're gonna walk in and we're gonna be playing like Pantera as loud as possible, or playing Nirvana, or playing you know Sonic Youth, or playing like playing really loud music. Yeah. And this is like once again, like this is like eight years ago now when we opened Parts and Labor, and like our reviews for that was just like, what the fuck is this place? <laughs> How many seats? Like 136. Jesus. And so it was like communal real... dining, so it was like eight large 12-person tables. We had three chef's tables in the back. Yeah. We had tables up front. Then we had a bar in the basement called The Shop, which is like about 175-cap room, no windows, fucking sick. Like Diplo's played there, fucking. Really? Yeah, like it, it's really some, I just not to name drop fucking Diplo like a loser, but, no, but... The, the fucking, like shit like that would happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like people would roll into town, be like, yo, I heard about this spot. Like, come and check it out and then like all of a sudden and because they owned a nightclub too called the Hoxton in Toronto okay. so like everyone would roll through and play that like um, all the mad decent dudes because yeah. their their partner at, at um, the club was Embrace uh-huh. so a big production company okay. so then like all the heads would come down to the restaurant and it was a very great like it, it, it what, we, we were successful in our minds yeah because we did what we wanted to do because we open vibes like it's, it's stupid. Like we want it. We want to create a space. Yeah. Like we don't want to open up restaurant. We don't want to open up. Oh, we're gonna. I'm gonna do a French brasserie, or I'm gonna open up a Spanish tapas joint. It's yeah. like no. I'm opening up parts and labor. Yeah. I'm opening up. This is parts and labor. Yeah. It's like what is it? It's parts and labor. Yeah. What kind of food do you serve? I serve, um, you know, food. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. I we serve feel food. Like. Yeah. And these are chairs and tables, and come in and enjoy yourself. Yeah. And it's just like, I think like that's what, and I love that about the dudes that I used to roll with. And, uh, but I feel like that's the magic part, right? Like that's the part that's hard to like sort of, like you can, dis- once you learn business, you can run the business, right? You can yeah, hire well, we didn't, we to- weren't running the business right. Yeah. That's no, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have opened and closed restaurants with these dudes now. Yeah. And now I'm no longer even with them. I've, I've left. Yeah. Uh, but they're still my friends and I love them. Um, but you know, you know the biz, the business side of things sometimes is like we were all partying at yeah. the beginning, yeah. and we really we I think we we dialed it in now. I think they got it dialed in now for sure. Yeah, um, they're they're doing well and everything. They just opened up a crazy like another sport. Like they got two sports bars in Toronto. Still, yeah, right? yeah. It, Richard Richard and Jesse do a great job at doing that. Brian and Key, you know, they're doing they they they're focusing way more on their design stuff. Yeah, uh, which they're fucking brilliant at. And we we just had we had an insane time for two years. Yeah. Parts of, the first two years of parts and labor was fucking mental. Yeah. I've never we took every like because we had a big space. So parts and labor would cook and we would have a big party every single night. We'd have a big party. Yeah. And then everyone would leave at like two thirty, and then we'd put like 40, 50 people down in the basement, lock all the fucking doors, yeah. stayed there till like seven a.m. every day. Yeah. And we'd just bring out cases of beer. And just chill with our homies That's every so single good. night. And that was wild. What a fun run. That's an incredibly fun like 10 years. Dude, if I could, I, I, it's funny because it's like, I remember what I remember. Yeah. And then you hear stories of like some shit that's gone down yeah. and stuff like that. And you're like, oh, that's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Like there's times where I'm like, I've been like, oh, yeah. Like on one of my birthdays, I'll say, I've never said, I, I'll talk about this. Yeah. One time on my birthday, like this is how crazy it was. Yep. We were outside of my restaurant at six o'clock and yeah. we were having a, my birthday, I used to have birthday. 6 p.m. Or? Yeah. It's okay. like 6 p.m. Okay. Like it's bright out mm-hmm. and we're outside having some smokes and we're fucking wasted. And it's like during my, I used to have these things called Maddie Fest, which was like three day yeah, parties. Yeah. 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 And 
literally, I'm standing out front, and then Rishay, like Brian from Castor, he's like, yo, Kung Fu. So Kung Fu is like my sous chef. Kung Fu is like my homie from La Palette days. He's been with me for a long time. And we're just like fucking brothers. And yeah. somehow it's just like, Brian's like, why don't you piss in his pocket? And I'm like, yeah, Kung Fu, piss in my pocket, dude. Piss right here in my pocket. Kung Fu just pulls out his dick and like pisses in my pocket. At 6 p.m. At 6 p.m. outside of our restaurant. <laughs> like that's the kind of stuff that we were like, like I've never told that pub story publicly, but it's so fucking funny. Because I'm like, that's what, we were truly unruly. Yeah. Like we didn't give a fuck. Yeah. We weren't hurting nobody. Like we weren't like fucking, we, we may sound a little bro-y, but like we weren't bros. Yeah. Like we yeah. were just us. We were kids that fucking lived life like fucking dummies. Yeah. yeah. And we weren't trying to hurt anybody. And we were just having the fucking best time of our lives. We thought that was funny as fuck. And then all of a sudden I realized I'm fucking covered in piss. <laughs> and my buddy's pissing all over me. Pocket. Yeah, and it's just like stuff like that. Like as simple as that may sound. Or yeah. not as simple. But to me, I'm like, yeah, that okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Like that, that that's a funny, that's a fucking funny story. Yeah. Maybe some people think I'm an idiot, but I'm like, yo. What was the like? Is that the kind of life you're living? You're you're so conservative or like whatever. Yeah. Like yo, that's my best friend. Piss in my pocket. That's sick. <laughs> yeah. I think that's sick. I agree. I think you know, like I'm sick. just like, I but agree. I come from that world where that yeah. stuff is very romantic to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And just being able to live that way <clears throat> yep. and to have no um, no boundaries like that. Do you where still have any element of that in your life now? Dude, I'm at home. I'm at home taking care of my kid. Does you have your baby? Wife. Does your baby pee in your pocket like from time to time? No, just Mac. The old days. Ew, no. <laughs> like, I'm trying to Mac. keep him kind of normal. Come here, Mac. Dude, let me show you what dad used. I don't to need do. Mac to be totally feral like <laughs> daddy. But uh, <laughs> no, I think um, I want Mac to be his own dude yeah. for sure. Like yeah. I want him. To, I'll I'll try to do what I want him to make good decisions. Obviously, and and. Um, I'm not one of those guys who's like he. he want, yeah, I was such a crazy. I want him to be a fucking doctor. Yeah. Like, I'm still gonna be like, yo, if go live your life. You want to yeah. go to Amsterdam and do some shit and yeah. do whatever the fuck you want to yeah. do. Like you're gonna have to do that. But there's gonna be repercussions if you turn into a fucking loser. Yeah, yeah. If you turn into a loser, you will be a fucking loser. <laughs> yeah. And you will fucking see what that looks like. Yeah. And it doesn't fucking look cool to me. Why do you think you didn't become a loser? Because I don't want to be a fucking loser. And you never did. No. I ain't, I'm that fucking aware. Yeah. I'm that never, aware that never I'm never going like... to be a fucking, I, you never go full dummy, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, it's is, true. Is it, and, and to me, what I was doing was not full dummy. Yep. I and, agree. And the fact that you're still opening restaurants and, and the head chef of these restaurants, that's insane to me. Bro, I'm about to open up the best restaurant in Canada, in Toronto, like. Dude, yeah. I I'm just getting started. But I mean, not now. Stuff. Now it doesn't surprise me. I mean, through that whole process, like the fact that you didn't have two years where you're like, yeah, I pretty much just did literally nothing. Yeah, no. You, know, I, like you always were moving forward in the progression. Dude, you know what I mean? I haven't stopped. Yeah. Did you ever get uh, any like ever get arrested or anything like crazy like that? Uh, yeah. Anything you want to share? Um, yeah. I've only been arrested in high school. Yeah. We were at semi formal. At a hotel party, mm -hmm. uh, big party, people getting kicked out, people scrapping, get everyone getting kicked out of the hotel. Yeah, um, it was winter semi formal, so uh, we were trying to get my brother's jacket out of a car. Okay, cops were telling everyone we're trespassing, get the fuck out of here. My brother's like, "Yo, our parents are on the way to pick us up." It was in like Niagara Falls, yep. and um, and uh, and the cop was just pushing my brother, and and then my brother's like, "Yo, let me just—that's my car." I'm not being crazy. Yeah. Like, let me just get my jacket. It's snowing out. 
It's fucking 3 a.m. And um, and the cop just kept, he like cuffed him, like an open hand cuff in the face. And then we're like, whoa, we're a bunch of like white kids from Canada. We're like, whoa, excuse me. You can't do like, that. You can't do that. What's your badge number? <laughs> yeah. You know, pulling that shit. Yeah. And, um, and then he decked my brother. And then my brother fucking knocked him out. <laughs> and then we started fighting cops. And shit went sideways real quick. Yeah. And um, I could see that. And then that we got pepper sprayed, we got beat down, we got worked pretty hard. Yeah. Um, and we went to court. We got we got actually like I think like two early retirements out of some police officers. Really? Yeah. And uh, which is whatever. They're probably on their pension doing whatever the fuck they're doing. Of course. And uh, they worked my bro hard. Yeah. Yeah. They fucked him up. It was pretty good though. But so you eight... guys didn't get you didn't get any crazy uh, charges or anything? No, we got everything. We went to court, man. Yeah. We had we had half the school was there watching it. Yeah, you're right. You you have that many kids, um, you know. Yeah. And uh, it's a different story in Canada than here in the states. And uh, it's uh, for some reason the ju ju judicial system kind of came out. Not in our favor because it's not like we got money. We weren't trying to get money. We were yeah. just trying to get these cops off the streets. Yep. These cops were like vicious, malicious, fucking pieces of shit. Like most, worked. like you know, most cops. In my yeah. family, you know, I'm always like, I'm down for saying, you know, FTP, <laughs> yeah. fuck the police, AC, yeah. AB, and I hate fucking cops. Yeah. Um. And uh, you know, my grandfather was chief of police. Really? For fucking like 17 years of Fredericton. And my my dad's dad, my, that's my mom's dad, and my my mom's my dad's dad uh, was a Mountie. Uh -huh. um, so they're both like, and both served in the both served in like the Korean War. Yeah. Um, you know, very yeah. admirable people. Yeah. Uh, I never heard them both speak about work ever. Yeah. Uh, both loving, caring people. Um, and uh, you know, it, but yo. Until cops are going to jail for murder, yeah, yeah, fuck them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Straight up. Yeah. Like, and that I'm just like, people are like, how can you? Because I've said this kind of stuff before. People are like, isn't your grandfather was a police officer? I'm like, yeah, he was. He wasn't a murderer. But until, <laughs> but until fucking cops, you yeah. kill somebody, you kill a fucking kid. Yeah. You fucking get the fuck out of here. Mm -hmm. You're going to jail for the rest of your life, you piece of shit. Yeah. Your job is to serve and protect. Like, not like it. I'm just like, no, I'm some white kid here saying this shit, but it's just like, um. It's brutal. They're better it, about it, that it, in it, Canada. It, it's huh? They're better about that in Canada. Yeah, it's just there's not. Yeah, no. Well, I mean, it's just least, a different. It's such a different. Yeah, at thing. least paying the price. I think for, there's I pieces mean, of shit cops everywhere. Like people getting beat down everywhere. <laughs> but it, but and but like um, like there was a case in Toronto. Some kid was, uh, you know, some immigrant kid was all fucked up on drugs on a streetcar. Pulled like a jackknife. Yeah. Like some small ass knife. Yeah. He got shot like nine times and that cop is going to jail. Yep. He you died. Know? The kid died. They had the full video, everything, and that yeah, yeah, yeah. He died. Um and this, so I think there's some stuff like that, but it's still so wild. I'm not even saying that it doesn't happen. I'm saying that you you get punished for it properly. More yes and no, like I don't know. I'm yeah. not a political motherfucker, but I just think it's just like, yo, until until it's yeah. like treated like, yo, yeah. dismiss the fact that you're a cop. You made a bad decision. You got a gun, you have power. Yeah. You have a licensed firearm, and you kill somebody that didn't need to die. Yeah, you need to go to jail. Agreed. Straight up. Straight up. Anyway. So you. But that, that was the only time that I've ever been. I I was um I was in jail for about twenty four hours in a cell. Pepper sprayed the fuck. Like they were like at one point I was being held by two cops, 
Some guy was like just brief punching me in the like my arms were being held. I was being just like punched in the face by one cop, and then they were holding my mouth open and pepper spraying me down my mouth. And then they came and like I was like handcuffed in the back of the cruiser, and then the one cop would just come and like pepper spray me every like ten minutes, just to just like lace me. And then they were like came and they're like it was crazy. Like when I was back there, one cop came and he's like, "Yo, we fucking killed your brother." They told me they killed him. And I was just like, no, he he's right over there. I was like, you fucking, you think I can't see because all this pepper spray? I was like, that's my brother right over there, that car. Get the fuck out of here. He can't see out of his eyes. Yeah, but I was just like, dude, alive. my brother ain't dead, you fuck. <laughs> yeah. What pieces of shit, yeah, man. They're all fucked up. Fuck uh, that's what I, that's what I. <laughs> but that, that's like my little story. Like, you know, I have one stupid little yeah. story. That's what's um, cool. I'm more fascinated by you had all these years of doing all this stuff, but you never, like, it never affected, it ne- you never hurt anyone. You never, whatever, like, you never even had, like, no. you never even got arrested, like, through that whole process, really. No, I, like, um, yeah, no. It's cool. Yeah. Tell me about the health scare. The health scare. Um, Am I skipping? No, no, okay. that's chill. Like, so we opened Parts and Labor, mm-hmm. uh, two years into Parts and Labor. Finally... I think all this shit adds up. Yeah. Uh, How old are you? I was 29. Time. Okay. So I was 29, and uh, it was kind of wild. Like, it was kind of at the end of it. It was pretty fucking, you know, it was pretty wild yep. at the end. And, um, you know, me and Trish weren't doing good. There was some serious shit. I was, mm. I was turning into a little bit of a... I, it it was the pendulum was swinging mm-hmm. to becoming a loser. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was it was definitely swinging. I was I was stealing money from the restaurant. Yep. I was um, doing whatever I needed to do to survive yep. in this mess I made. And after about a three day binge, I um, I was I crashed after like Saturday night service. Didn't sleep like all weekend. Crash went to bed, woke up, and um, and just thought. I woke up around like six a.m. and I was with Trish, and I was just like, "Yo, I think I'm." I was just like, "Something's happening. Yeah. Something's fucking happening." Yeah. And um, and I just was just like, my arms not numb, but there's this uncompromising squeezing of my heart going on. Uh-huh. And I was like, "This is fucked up." I've had heart palpitations yeah. and like just partying that much. I used to always put my hands over my head and like cough. Yeah. <laughs> kind of try to, to set try to my heart. It. Yeah. <laughs> set your heart back just, to. Yeah. Whatever. Like I used to do all these stupid things. <laughs> yeah. um, never once thinking I could just stop doing drugs. Yeah. Um, and then, um, and then really I just, I went, uh, we went to the hospital. And when you, when you have a heart attack, your uh, enzymes change in your blood. Okay. So they took my blood right away. I walked into the hospital. I was like, yo, I think I'm having a heart attack. Uh, and they're like, do you, and I was just like, yes to everything. Yeah. I was just like, yeah, let's go. Like fucking, I think I'm having a fucking heart attack. Yeah. Um, cause then you start, as soon as you think you're having a heart attack, all of a sudden you think you're having a fucking yeah, heart attack. Absolutely. And so I was a little stressed. I'm never really a stressed dude. And I guess, um, they took my blood and then they're like, yo, you had a heart attack about four hours ago. And I was like, what? So I was like, while you were asleep? Yeah. So I had a heart attack in my sleep and, and they're like, you're really lucky that you're fucking alive. And they're like, we need to keep you until your enzymes go back to normal, and we need to watch over you for the next couple of days. So then I had to, they didn't have any beds ready. So I had to lay in fucking ER around all the hectic, crazy shit yeah. where I was just like, okay, so I'm safe. So I was kind of chilled because I was like, okay, I'm chill. Yeah. 
I had my heart attack. I'm still alive. But now I got to lay in this fucking bed with all these fucking monitors and everything. Um, and, and all of a sudden, I started having my buddies showing up. <laughs> and, like, I called my parents. Dude, I just had buddies. I got a photo of all this shit where I got all these things hooked up. I got, like, Ray-Bans on. <laughs> and I swear to God that I have a photo because I think I had a bag in my pants when I went to the hospital. <laughs> yeah. I, I swear there's one photo that I got where I'm holding, like, a bag of coat <laughs> and with sunglasses on. But... The guy I took the I don't talk to the dude I took the photo with anymore. Yeah. But um, yeah, that was a that was a wild time. Like I was so funny. Like I was I was um, I remember there was a time I was probably in the in the ER for a few hours, and all of a sudden everyone kind of left, and I was by myself. And I, for some reason, I started listening to, like Sigur Ross, uh-huh. just like real vibey tunes, yeah. and I just like kind of cried a bit. Yeah, and um, I mean you almost definitely died. not a crier. Yeah, like I'm um for being a happy, emotional kind of guy. Yeah, I'm definitely not a crier. Yeah, like I'm always like like didn't cry when my child was born. Yeah. Didn't cry like I'm just like not one of those like. It's weird. But now that my kid's here, I'm a crier. Yeah. It's a very weird thing. Like, the body is a, and the mind is a crazy fucking thing. Yeah. Um, but I just had, like, a weird, I sat there, and I just was sort of thinking about some stuff. Yeah. And then, uh, and then, you know, and then all of a sudden, just a few short months later, I thought I was invincible again. Yeah. yeah. So that's what happened. You got out. You're like, I all right, well, obviously, I'm cleaning up my I life. went to back to work. I went to back to work within 10 days. Yep. You were uh, like, I'm sober now. No, uh, yeah, I, like, did you... I, I didn't do the rooms. I didn't do like any programs or anything like that. I was just like, okay, I, I guess I'm just uh, not gonna do any of this shit anymore. Yeah. Um, and that lasted a few weeks, mm-hmm. and then I was like, okay, I'm not gonna drink whiskey. I'm just gonna drink beer. Yeah. I'm not gonna. Um, I'm not gonna do any coke. I'm not gonna smoke cigarettes. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna do this. I'm not gonna do that. Mm-hmm. And I just started lining up all these things. Yeah. And I just started doing everything more. Because now and you so, think nothing can kill me. Yeah. Like, and then all of a sudden I grew this superman There's two things I have. I grew this crazy ego where I was like, I'm indestructible. Yeah. Like 50 Because there's a little bit of that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shot nine me. times. <laughs> yeah. I had a heart attack in my sleep and with, under a really nice duvet. <laughs> you know? Just real chill. And, um, and, and when I started doing drugs, which I never did before. Yeah. Every single time I did a fucking bump or a rail coke or did something chemical. I had to say, fuck it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I knew, like, I was still, I'm still, like, this aware guy where I'm, like, not a complete dummy. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, like, this good time fucking dude, but I was still kind of crushed. And I had to be, like, fuck it. And then all of a sudden, I started turning into a negative dude, and I started really blacking out. Really? And by the end of it, my drink was a pint filled with ice, filled with vodka and lime. So I was just drinking vodka. Yeah. Just like I turned into like a full alcoholic. Like I was just drinking vodka because I just wanted to get drunk. Yep. I didn't want to, I wasn't drinking to have fun anymore. I was drinking to fucking kill th- this, kill yeah. me yeah. or whatever. Yeah. I didn't know. I lost complete control. Yeah. I started lying really bad to Trisha, my wife. I started lying to friends. Um, You know, I, I, like a lot of my friends were drug dealers, so I got cut off by everyone because everyone was like, "I'm not selling fucking Maddie Coke. Yeah. Fuck you, man. I'm not having your death on me." Yeah. And so then all of a sudden, I would I'd start going to sketchy spots where I'd go to bars where nobody knew me, and I started like doing really shitty stuff. Yeah. And then that's when, um, you know, uh, Richard threw together 
a um, like an intervention. Yeah. And, and when they literally sat you down and said like, Look I got hand. sat down. I got sat down and I list. I was done. I, I I was like at the point where I was I was so tired. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was so tired of lying, so tired of this weird like when I when I got clean, I wrote out this crazy chart of every single dollar I owed uh-huh. to people. Uh-huh. And I kept it in our bedroom. And my wife hated it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I owe all these people money. I need to pay back all of this money. Yeah. I need to do this right away because I'm gonna forget. And then all of these people are gonna fucking hate me. Yeah. And and I just, I, I really, like, after that intervention, I really, um, it was really easy. I was, I was spiritually broken. I was fucking tired. I was, um, I was ready to live another life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Once again, you know, like, yeah. I could have said, fuck you. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny I, how it just, you have to come to it on your own. That's yeah. what's so funny about it, you know? Yeah, like you can't, you can't help. Like you can't help the ego is a wild, <laughs> wild, wild motherfucker. It's so true. And and no one can tell you anything. But if you I was right, I was like the intervention was just a thing. Like that's great. Yeah. And I love those dudes. Every guy in that room like I even like have like I don't talk to one of the guys in that room right now. Yep. And he's one of my oldest friends and I love him to death. Yep. Still. Yep. We just we're not talking. Yep. And um but I love every single guy that was in that room. Yeah. And and I listened, and um, yeah, it was just like I I would have had the next day if I didn't do what I did. I w- I w- would be dead, for sure. Yeah, like I would have okay. lost, you know, lost the girl. I've been with Trish since high school. Mm-hmm. Lost Trish, lost restaurants. No more identity because I don't got nothing. Yeah, and I would have just went full fucking full dummy. Yeah, yeah, full dummy. Yeah, and I wouldn't have lasted. I I you know. I would have OD'd again or had another heart attack or done something and I would have just not had that chance. Yeah, yeah. When did you start doing like content and videos? And I was doing content. I had a show that you can watch on YouTube yep. called Hangover Cures. Yeah, that so was wild. That, was that after the heart attack? Yeah, yeah. In the second round of Yeah, partying. that's the second round. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that that the, that show is like second round shit. Yep. So I was still getting fucked up. Um, and then when that happened... My, the, one of the first things I did, I, I, I remember I called um, Chris Grosso, who was my exec, and Lauren Cinnamon, those mm-hmm. two producers. They Lauren still produces my shit. Mm-hmm. Now Chris does um, other people's shows. Um, but I called them, and I was just like, hey, I just want you to know, um, uh, I, I want to make stuff still. Yeah. I don't know what it's going to be, yeah. but I would love the opportunity to continue to work with Vice and to do stuff and to build content. Um, but I just, I can't do this drinking show anymore. Yeah. Um, I just can't do it. And they were both so supportive and they're just like, dude, take the time. You're funny. Yeah. And because in my head, I'm like, that was my identity. My yeah. identity was so wrapped around being the psychopath and chefs coming from other parts of the country or parts of um, the world. And I would always entertain and Like every time a chef would come, I'd be like, Come to my restaurant. Let's fucking party. Yeah. Like it's just such a weird Viking mentality of yeah. destroying and pillaging yourself. Yeah, it's a very weird thing because the tables turn, right? Like it's um, like our job is to take care of other people, <laughs> and then we ain't taking care of ourselves, yeah. and we're just there fucking doing drugs and drinking, and we really lose sight of like, um, it's it, it's like I find like my buddy's a like not a personal trainer. He 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 works with people mm-hmm. in a very amazing way. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, he gives himself so much to other people that sometimes he forgets to take care of himself yep. and mentally, physically. And I think a lot of the chefs do that as well. And a lot of people in the restaurant business were so focused on taking care of all of these people so much yeah. that we really lose sight on um, taking care of ourselves. And I think that's a really big conversation now in the like um, chef and hospitality industry. Is that it's like, how do we, how do we take care of ourselves? How do like, do we change the work week? Do, why do we have to work fucking 12 hours a fucking day, yeah. 14 hours a day, 15 hours a day, 16 hours a day. Yeah. What are we doing to fucking give somebody a plate of food that mm -hmm. they're not even going to be happy about that. Yeah. They're fucking going to bitch about the price. Yeah. Yeah. You know, is that happening? That's something that's happening in that industry. I think there's definitely, um, it's starting. Mm -hmm. it, it's amazing. Yep. Like when I'm opening up my new restaurant and like a, the bigger, the big conversations are, um, you know, having equal, like I want to have for every uh, manager, I want to have a male and female, yep. you know, yep. a man and a woman. Yep. Um, I want to have anyone in a decision making position to be equal, you know, yep. male, yep. Um, man and woman. Yep. I want to have, um, you know, how do we make, a 10 hour work day in a kitchen, mm -hmm. which is real chill. Like a 10 hour straight day is fucking amazing. Yeah. How do yeah. we, how do we create that? Yeah. Um, and how do we make, you know, a culture that, um, really inspires and builds people up rather than like, um, making them afraid, making them fucking turn into fucking psycho dudes. that want to grab <laughs> chicks boobs. Yeah. Be a piece of shit. Yeah. Like fuck that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. What um when you did that first show does that just vice like online they were just posting it on what was that before yeah it was show? just online like I did the burger video and then um I think I did the burger video then the pancake video then we did hangover cures and then I was like okay I can't drink anymore and then we just blew it out we started doing like all the how to videos yep. uh keep it Canada um which is I think there's only six episodes of keep it Canada yep. online and then and then when Viceland came around they're like yo do you want to what what do you what are you thinking for a show on Viceland? Yeah. And I was like, yo, why don't we do this show called like Dead Sun on Life? Um, whatever. Let's travel around, meet some motherfuckers, and do some shit. And how do you then, how do you like doing that? Like traveling all around and I'm uh, like it's bittersweet that I'm not making it right now, but um, I definitely traveling for work quickly becomes traveling for work. Yeah, yeah. Being yeah, alone yeah. on a fucking airplane, yeah. being alone in an airport, being alone in your fucking apartment or Airbnb or hotel or wherever the fuck you are. Yeah. And then you go out and you have to perform and get and, and be there and yeah. do that shit. And then you're just like, and another thing too, it's like, I don't think the world needs another white guy traveling the fucking world <laughs> trying to identify with different cultures. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I think I'm like I'm. There's an, hot, there's there's another person that can wear that hat. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I think I'm good. Yeah. Like I just I I really love making it supper time. Mm -hmm. That's for sure. What do you do on that? Just cook, man. I just wanted my goal was to make the funniest cooking show. Yep. That's it. Yeah. Like yep. simple, fucking open a can of beans, man. Yeah. Like yeah, let's yeah, let's yeah, yeah. make a cooking show that people will cook. Yep. And We're, you can do that without traveling. You do that all from... Dude, I see my kid in the morning and at night when I'm shooting. Yeah, it's so good. It's fucking sick. Yeah. I can be home and make dinner or have dinner with my wife and kid and have the mornings with them. That is real cool to me. Where do you live now? I just live, I live in Parkdale. In Toronto? Yeah. Got it. Um, and then what... So then you're opening a new restaurant also? Yeah, opening a new restaurant in Toronto. Hopefully, uh, you know, 2018, winter, winter, two, yep. like in a year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. Ish. Less than a year. Yep. Yeah. I'm building. It's a hole in the ground right now. We're putting in the foundation. We're building a building, then a restaurant. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Oh, you're building the whole thing. Yeah, we're building a building. Yeah. Wow. Um, what do you think is next? Like, what? Do, where do you go from here? Like, I mean, <laughs> I'm in LA doing a podcast, yeah. man. I always. This was it. When I was in cooking school, I was like, I'm going to be doing podcasts in LA, in Los Angeles, in tall buildings. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's just um, just keep making stuff that I want to make. And everything that comes from the sides comes from the sides, and we see what's really yeah. cooking, and and we get to choose. I'm not trying to be the biggest thing in the world. But are you gonna have like I'm pans and uh, custom uh, spatulas, and like are you gonna? Am do I gonna that? have pans, pots and pans? Yo, if anyone out there's got some pots and pans, call your boy. <laughs> you need a licensing deal. I need a licensing. You don't do deal. any of that stuff yet. You don't no, have like Maddie's I don't, dude. Spices? I ain't got none of that shit. Oh, that's coming. Yeah, That's Maddie ketchup. Coming. I don't think the world needs Maddie's ketchup. Uh, Maddie's, Maddie's but coming. I think all that stuff is kind of whack. Yeah. So it's like a very, it's a very, um, it's a double-edged sword, yep. that shit. Yep, it sure is. So I, I, I just want to, I don't know if people really, I don't know if brands want to align themselves with somebody like me. I think they do. Um, I think we'll the see. new, I think the new, I think the vice thing, not to like, I'm just saying the realness yeah. is like the new thing, right? Like it's what all I these think big brands wish they since had. Since this show has come out, I will say this. Uh-huh. My social media has blown up with people being like, my husband's cooking in the kitchen. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, that's a niche of yours. And, dude, people are, like, it's happening. Yeah. People are cooking. Yeah. And that is what's fucking really good. And I love that. That's what I was just like, yo, if people cook, yeah, people need to know how to cook. My brothers eat cereal because they don't know how to fucking cook. Yeah, yeah. And I don't want people. It's really easy to cook. Yeah. And it, the more you do it, you get really good at it. You can be making really good meals. Yeah. And cooking for each other. Cooking sick. Don't go out doing coke and zombie lines and being a goof. Cook at home. <laughs> cook. You know, like I just like that's the thing that I think is like, uh, you know, I think cook. You need food. Yeah. Why don't you eat? Like, I hate people being like, I make a grilled cheese and I make, I got a stir fry. I got this one stir fry that I fucking make and it's, uh, yeah, it's got beef and broth. And you're like, you got two, you're trying to tell me you got two things you know how to cook. Yeah. You're fucking tripping. Would you say that's like kind of your mission statement a little bit? Is like getting people to cook? 100%. Yeah. That's what I say. I just, dude, I want people to cook. Yeah. If, 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 if people cook and learn how to cook, you will grow a self. You will. It is instant gratification. Yeah. You take time because it's it, it, it's such a rewarding thing. It takes. T- you have to go out and shop. Then you come home. You have to prep it. You have to get it ready. You have to wash it. You have to fucking clean it. You have to prep it. Do all that bullshit. Then you cook it. And then you sit down and you're like, oh fuck, I just did this thing. It. Yeah. It's very good for the soul. Yeah. To to and it's like, and you could do it once a week. Mm-hmm. If, if if people could cook once a week for themselves and for people that they know or homies or fucking loved ones or whatever, yeah, that shit's good. Cook for your mom. Yeah, let me cook ask you for this: your dad. If like, I'm sitting at home listening to this right now and um, and I've never cooked a day in my life, I'm also describing myself. Um, where do I what what do I do? And I'm like, you know what? I'm fired up. I love Maddie. I want to do like what do I do to to cook my first meal? Whatever you want. Like I think um, like where do I go? Do I go on YouTube? How do I learn? I think YouTube, I go on fucking YouTube. Yeah, okay. I'm like, yo, how do I make this? Yeah. And I'm just like, I go on fucking YouTube. Because yeah. there is 
video for everything. Yeah, it is crazy. Is, there There's is. so much content. Yep. And um, I just think that it is an amazing thing that people, you can learn everything from YouTube, man. YouTube's so sick. It's, so sick. <laughs> it's like instruction manual for anything. Yeah, like it's just like an interesting thing that everyone has a platform. Um, and I think, uh, no, just learn. Like I think, you know, people need a good pan, a good knife. People need yeah. like a few certain things that uh, will make things a lot easier. But once again, I always get spooked because I'm always like, yo, get, go get a good knife. And then a good knife is sharp. And then yeah. people that don't know how to handle a real knife, yeah. it's fucking dangerous. Yeah. And so it's just like I always get spooked on that kind of stuff. And I do some stuff on the show because I'm on the show we have like small dog, medium dog, big dog uh-huh. stuff. So it's like three levels of cooking. Of like skill sets? Yeah. Okay. So each episode is like based on a skill set. Got it. So the first episode is a small dog. It's just like spaghetti and meatballs. I'll show you how to make like a... At the end of the show, I even call. I'm like, this is a perfectly mediocre Caesar salad. <laughs> yeah. But that's, yo, you yeah. got to make that first. Yeah. So then you know how to make a fucking baller one one day. Yeah, yeah. And so there's no reason that like people should be showing. It's not about like um, like 30-minute meals or whatever, this kind of stuff. It's just like, yo, just make it accessible. And the way that I talk, I think a lot of people are just like, oh, I understand what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. I think I just talk in a way that people kind of can uh vibe on it and be like yo i'm gonna cook this fucking thing yeah how many times like people like my dm like i get it's like it's crazy i get like hundreds of dms a day Uh and people just being like i made your lasagna i made your eggplant parm i made the salad how do i make this fucking fennel salad how do i do this what do i do and i try to answer some but it's pretty wild now but it's um people are cooking yeah and that's just like it's sick that's a good feeling dude i'm like having that impact you know man it is as cliche yeah as but here's is? what I've learned. What I think I've learned is like, and what I'm trying to do on my stuff is like, I've learned sort of the things that affected my life or changed my life. And when you try to pass that on and you see it working, yeah. that's the most, that's the coolest feeling ever, right? You know how many people, I get so jacked. I met this, I'm going to talk, like, um, I was in Australia. Uh-huh. And um, I think the moment, this kid came up to me, big dude. And he was just like, I've lost a hundred kilograms uh-huh. of weight over the last year because of you. And I'm like, I'm fat as <laughs> fuck. What are you talking about, my G? And he was like, the way that you live your life and the way that you um, you changed yeah. um, some things, you know, I wanted to change. And you are a big inspiration. And it was so crazy. He's kept losing weight. He's lost like over 200 fucking pounds. This kid in Australia in Perth. Mm-hmm. And... Didn't even ask for a fucking photo. Just wanted to hug. Yeah. And I, and I, I, I took a ton of photos at this thing I did in Perth. Yeah. And I only remember that kid. Yep. And it's crazy. I got an email recently from one of his friends being like, yo, he's just like still so jacked on you. It's his birthday. Yo, can you send like a little video? And I was just like, yo, here's my phone number. Tell him to call me. Yeah. And I, I was, uh, and we talked for like half hour. That's so cool. And, um, you know. That's I'm not, it, I'm not though, trying that's... to be his best friend or anything, and I'm yeah. not trying to, and I don't think he's trying to be my best friend, but I think he's just a real one where I'm like, yo, like, let's just, I'd love to see how he is. Yeah. And um, I think, like, that, that, those kind of interactions are way sicker than some kid, dude. I was walking down the street the other day in New York, and some kid's just like, ah! Just like, fuck, what the fuck? And like, oh, that's peaking. the worst. And I'm just like, bro, calm down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I ain't fucking goddamn, like, I'm not Angelina Jolie. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not fucking, yeah. you know, like I'm That's not Barack word. Obama. Yeah. Like I make stupid fucking, I make cooking. I'm not, I shouldn't say stupid, but I'm, I make fucking videos yeah. where I talk about grabbing people by the nuts and 
doing stupid shit. Yeah, yeah. And talking in a way that like I think people I like talking like that. So yeah. um I think uh yo, if you're trying to approach me, approach me in a nice way. Yeah. Show some respect. Show some respect. Put just some be respect nice. On I, well, just, yeah. I just think it's a way more genuine like um yeah, I just think anyone you look up to, right, or anyone that has inspired you. Like, like, do you like getting yelled at? Yeah, like nobody likes it. And like the best, the worst thing you can do to that person is just scream at them. The best thing you can do is just say, hey, man, you really affected my life. Like just be yeah, honest. Just you be know like, what I mean? Yeah, man, that's chill. Like this, um, it happened yesterday. I went for donuts at, a, what's it called, Sidecar out in Orange County. Mm-hmm. I was visiting some buddies down at the Ruka office. Yep. And uh, went to this donut shop. It was my buddy Luke's birthday. We went and got donuts. And... The girls inside called their friend who was a big fan of mine. Mm-hmm. And I did, they were being cool. Like, they didn't, like, at the donut shop, they didn't say anything. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, this car, like, screams into the parking lot. And this girl's just like, Maddie! And we start laughing because I'm like, oh, I'm like, do I know this chick? Like, yeah. is this somebody, like, from Orange County that I met years ago <laughs> yeah. that I haven't seen I hate in a that while? Feeling. Yeah. I'm like, oh, hi! <laughs> and she's like, screaming. And she gets out and she's shaking. She's so excited to see me. You're like Justin and Bieber. She, and she was just like, I can't believe you're here in Orange County. And I can't believe you're, I used to work at this donut shop. And and she was just I, like, she was like rashing out. Yeah. Like she was like rednecked, like this like sweet little thing. And she was like and, so and you felt sweet. Uncomfortable. Did you feel uncomfortable? No, I was chill. Cause I was just like, it was so funny. Like she was peaked. Yeah. <laughs> and then it was so sick. She like tagged me in the photo. She took a photo we talked for a few minutes, actually. Because I'm, like, down to talk. Like, yeah. I don't even give a fuck. Like, yeah. I'm just like, yo, like, what up? Yeah. Like, I don't mind talking or seeing, like, I find it really, you know, it's a cool trick, too. It's just being, like, I ask them questions. I'll just be like, like, how's your day going? Yeah, like, how yeah, you yeah, doing? Yeah, yeah. And they're just like, what? Like, what, what are you doing? you're like, all right, talk to you later, yeah, you man. stay on offense. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, because people just are like, what? And you're like, yo, how you doing? Like, what's going on? Yeah. I like your shoes. All right. I'll talk to you later, man. I see you. Yeah. Like, what just happened? Yeah. Maddie just, just... <laughs> like my shoes. <laughs> yeah. But this, um, but this girl is so sweet. She, like, tagged me on her Instagram. Uh-huh. And then her mom <laughs> reposted. Uh-huh. It was just, like, so happy for her daughter. Yeah. And I was just like, that kind of shit's chill. That's cool. Yeah. I love the fact that you can even see that these days. You know, like you can yeah, see where crazy. it goes, right? You yeah. know, you're seeing that interaction. Um, it's a big one I always ask. Do you have in your life mm. a favorite failure? Favorite failure? Yeah. I don't know about failure. I think um, the last eight years of my life, I've opened restaurants, I've closed restaurants mm-hmm. because of being unsuccessful, mismanaging money, fucking up, stealing, being a dummy. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I just think my career is my favorite kind of failure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I get like, that. I think, I think, like, my entire career has been an amazing ride, yeah. but has been one giant kind of kerfuffle. <laughs> and, and that I could think be like, like a book title. Yeah. My giant, giant kerfuffle. My giant by Maddie kerfuffle. Madison. <laughs> And I just think that that, um, I think my, like, I don't got regrets. I don't, you know, I thought about it a lot mm-hmm. over the last couple of years. And I'm like, I don't really have regrets. But I have, um, like, I, I'm just, I'm very appreciative of how I lived my life. Yep. And and the mistakes that I did make, I learned from them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was pretty insane for a while where I kept repeating some shit. <laughs> yeah. But eventually it clicked, and I was like, yo, I ain't an insane person. Yep. I ain't trying to do the same fucking thing thinking I'm going to get a different result. Yep. And I think I, um, 
I think my career thus far has been my favorite failure. Like, I just think what I'm about to do with my new restaurant and start my new life, like, um, I'm really excited to just open a restaurant. Um, I'm really excited to, you know, hopefully shoot more cooking show. I don't know. I'm just really, right now, I'm really excited for my, I'm like, right, I wrote a cookbook. Yeah. Well, I'm still finishing. I got to finish it. Like, I'm writing it myself. Mm-hmm. I have, like, no ghostwriter bullshit. Yeah. I'm fucking writing my book myself. It's fucking, like, 300 and something pages. It's wild. Nuts. And it's recipe-based, story-based, and it's fucking big. And I'm doing it my... I'm way over um, the due date. Yeah. Uh, my publishers are probably... They're mad pissed, but they're being cool. Yeah. But I'm doing it myself, and I'm really fucking stoked on that. And just opening a restaurant. Like I haven't opened I like um you know I've never opened my restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. Like this is going to be my restaurant. This yeah. is going to be, you know, I've designed it fully with architects and stuff and designers and I think I'm just really excited for that kind of shit. Yeah. You That's know, huge. I, I wrote up my own cookbook uh and I'm going to open my restaurant. That's exciting. Okay, last one. Yeah. What do you you've lived a hell of a life yeah. Maybe like seven or eight of them. There's a few in there. <laughs> if you could go back to little Maddie. Yeah. Uh, just childhood Maddie and sort of after everything that you've been through and everything that you've learned and give any like little gem mm. to sort of make things a little easier, take the edge off, maybe, you know, avoid some of the stuff with this little sort of thing. What do you think you'd tell yourself? I don't know, man. Yeah. I think... Not a goddamn thing, man. Yeah. I'm like, I'm so happy yeah. with my life. Yeah. I never, I never fucking really burn somebody. Mm-hmm. I never fucking, um, I don't know, man. I'm like, I lived a pre, with all this chaos and all of this crazy shit. I never really, like, the thing that I would say would be like, yo, you could maybe cool it a bit on Trishy. Like, <laughs> she's been with me a long, she is a saint. <laughs> Maybe Stop going I could have. So hard on Trishy, dude. Trishy yeah. is, dude. She's the best mom, best partner. She's a fucking boss. Yeah, you hit the lotto, dude. She is a fucking tank. Yeah, yeah. She's a tank, That's so and good. I wouldn't be where I am without her. Mm-hmm. Like she's been through all this shit. Yeah, and she's a fucking such a smart, fucking powerhouse. Yeah, yeah. of a woman. Yeah, and you know, it really like, I don't think she. Like, she definitely did. I don't think she saved my life type mm-hmm. shit. I always find that weird. Like, when people are like, you yeah. saved my life. Yeah. Like, I saved my life. Yeah. Because I wanted to be a part of your life and because I wanted to contribute. Yeah. And now I'm living a life where I'm like, yo, Trish, I got you for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. I got you. All the years, man. You know how many birthdays I've ruined? You know how many fucking times we've gotten fights where I've like fucking smashed her flowers against a wall or. <clears throat> been so fucked up. Like one time, we were, it was her birthday. Here's a scar, like these scars right here. Uh-huh. Like I punched out. Like we were all fucked up in the market, and there's this car, and it was her birthday, and there's this car that was going to be a public art thing. They turned it into like a garden, uh-huh. and I like punched out the windows. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to see if I could like punch through a car window. Yep. And I was like, well, this is nobody's car, so I'll like we were like fuck this car. Yeah. We're all kind of kicking this car and shit. <laughs> yeah. And I like punched out these windows. And uh, I guess I can punch through a car window, which was kind of chill. Yeah. 
And but I, I started like squirting blood <laughs> and like ruined Trisha's birthday. Like I hospital? think I ruined no, I just duct taped it. <laughs> just duct taped it. I pulled like a piece of glass out of it like months later, like through my skin. Yeah. I was like, there's something still stuck in there and like popped it like a glass zit out of my arm. <laughs> yeah. And but like, you know, so many times that I've ruined like mm. really ruined Trisha's birthdays. Yeah. And um and I'm just like, yo, all this like I would just tell young Maddie, be like, yo. I think arguing drunk never ends well. Yeah, that's a good one. Dude, that's I would good. just be like, as soon as you upset, just ghost, <laughs> chill, yeah. or or like just be like, we'll talk in the morning. I love you. I'm not trying to do this. Like, Trisha's, dude, she's cleaned up my barf. I've done so, like, a world of yeah. pain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now, I mean, but now it's going to be just beautiful from here on out, I feel like. Bro, you get to I'm pay trying back. to just have a sick life. I just want to have like a perfect, you know, um, and I was saying this, th- I was talking about this the other day, you know, like that whole like fuck you money situation yeah, thing. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, if you got your bills paid, yep. you got fuck you money. Yeah, it's true. And I'm just like, Trish, we got fuck you money now. Yeah. And I'm like, it. I don't have to check. Like I, dude, two years ago, I was still in a position where I was just like, check my bank account to fill up gas. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Now I'm in a position where I don't like, that's such a crazy milestone for me where I'm like, I don't check my bank account to fill up my tank of gas. Yeah. And that is so sick to me. Yeah. And um, I'm happy to... at that. Like, I'm just like, this is sick. Yeah. I ain't trying to buy some house in the hills. Yeah. I want to buy like a small little farm maybe and have like a house in the city. And I'm so good. Yeah. And I think like, um, I'm really happy with what I got. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, and I think that's a part where I'm just like, I'm in a position where I can be like, yo, I don't want to do something. I don't want to do that. That's whack. Or that's the fuck maybe you money, maybe right? I'll take that money and do a stupid YouTube thing with fucking Doritos. Yeah, I don't know. Like that that was chill. Yeah, I did this. You know, like some people are like, "You're a fucking sellout." I've done some things with like, um, I did a thing with. It's so funny. I did a thing with like Kraft cheese, uh-huh. and I, I I made a fried chicken sandwich, and I put fucking Kraft cheese like American cheese on it, uh-huh. and people are like, "You fucking sellout." I'm like. Should we do, what about my mac, mac and cheese where I put fucking bricks of American cheese in it? Yeah. You ain't call me a sellout, but the second I finally get paid, yeah. I'm a fucking sellout. Yeah, yeah, I was, that's like, yeah. go fucking, dude, yeah. that money is like, yo, fuck you. Yeah. Like, yeah. I find it so funny what people are like willing to be like, you're a fucking sellout. Yeah. I'm like, that's the thing, though. It's a weird thing. Because I'm like, they, I'm, I just showed you how to make a fried chicken sandwich yeah. that is so cracking. Yep. And, and and just because they show a stupid fucking craft little blurb at the front, yeah, I don't even really talk about. It. I've done a few of those like sponsored things, and I think they're, dude, chefs make no money. Yeah, chefs yeah. make no money. Yeah, and I've never had money mm-hmm. until literally about two years ago. Yeah, and I'm just like, now I have a little bit of money. Yeah, and I'm just like, for me to make a little bit of money on the side on these like little sponsored things is so funny to me because I'm just like, yo, let's get it. Yeah, like, like Maddie I'm just enjoy like, his craft check. Yo, I'm showing you how Jesus to make a fried chicken. Get it out of your head, kid. Yeah, he's trying to fill up his how gas thing and not worry. Why about do you it? get something for free? You you on YouTube watching it for free? Yeah. What am I supposed to do? What yeah. do I get for free? You little shithead. Yo, it's like Jay and Silent Bob when they go bonk heads yeah, with all those kids on the internet. It's so funny. I remember when it still like still makes sense. I guess yeah. it's like. I'm 35, so it's just like, that's funny to me. It's just funny when I started, because obviously I watched that movie growing up, and when I started having like social media stuff and all that stuff, that scene made so much sense to me, right? Like, yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, you do feel that way. Like, you do. Yeah, when I first, dude, when I first had stuff on YouTube, my mom was just like tweaking. She's yeah. like, why are they calling you fat? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm like, dude, chill yeah. out, mom. Yeah. Mom zone. Oh, mom. Maddie, uh, you crushed it, man. Uh, thank you for doing this. 
I think that uh, not only you're hilarious, but you did a really good job at like telling the story and sort of having this inspiring element to it. I just think people are gonna love it, and I think that you uh, you just have like a magical touch, man. I think you're gonna like have some really big shit sort of just aligned for you. You're gonna have a lot of. I hope so. You know. I want to make kids TV shows. Yeah, that's my next. That's my. I think I want. What are you gonna like about what? Oh, I got. I got a whole thing. Okay, that's why I'm in LA. Really, bro? Make a move. I'm trying to. Damn it! I want to make a kids show. I want to make a. I want to make a kids show. I want to do like, dude. There's a lot of shit. Like why? Like I always find that it's funny that I'm like, I want to do a lot of stuff. Yeah. And, And and not in like a weird like. I want to be this like weird monolithic like thing. I just want to like make stuff. Yeah, you just have creative I just, yeah, energy. Yeah, like I just want to like be like, oh, can I do that? Yeah. Can I do that? Can I do that? Can I do that? Because I'm like, I like cooking and that's cool and I love restaurants more than anything. Yeah. Like restaurants to me is like, still restaurants are the coolest thing in the world to me. Yeah. yeah. There's nothing cooler than restaurants, period. It'll always be my first love. Yeah. Even more, it surpassed, it was a funny thing, it surpassed like hardcore and music and stuff like that. Yeah, that's Like restaurants are f- my true love. Yeah. But I'm like, yo, what's up with this kid shit? Can yeah, I make a kid you? show? Yeah. Yo, if I can make the next Paw Patrol, I think I got some good ideas. You can have a big farm. If you and a big, I don't want a big farm. I just want a small. No, dude, no, if I had two make, acres, if you make a hit dude, if I had two acres, I'd be so stoked. But if you made a hit kid show and you made tens of millions of dollars, no, I'd buy all. I'd buy all, every one of my family a two acre little farm. That's good. Damn Get them some dirt bikes. Rip around on a dirt bike, you know. It's just beef and grizz. Dude. On the farm next door. Even grip. They would just be smoking weed, <laughs> reading. They just <laughs> playing wow, day trading, fucking cryptocurrency. Bunch of freaks, man. So good. Dude, my brothers are crazy. I love them. Maddie, thank you, man. Yo, thanks you for being it. here. We did it. Keep coming back. Peace. All right, there it was. Thank you so very much. You know what I want to do is I want to do a little, uh, I want to do a little, um, I want to do an experiment. And if you listen this far, I learned this from Adam22. If you listen this far, if you made it all the way through this podcast, go on my Instagram, at drama. Go on the photo that I posted on my feed for this podcast and put hashtag zombie lines. That's going to be the key word. Uh, Go there, write zombie lines. I just want to know that you guys made it all the way through, that you're listening all the way to the very end. And uh, I'll make sure I write you guys back and say thank you. Thank you for tuning in. As always. Go to youngandreckless.com. Use the promo code SSL for 40% off all full-priced items. Leave me some good feedback. And thank you guys so much. I'll be back next week.